Oh man, imagine like having 10 people ramble. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Alright, I think we're live. Hold on, everyone in here. Alright. What's going on, YouTube? It's your boy FC Violent back again with another podcast. This is Vitamin G Gaming episode 11. We'll be discussing Sega Switch Up. You know, why, why are they doing that? What are our thoughts on that? PlayStation State of Play, will it finally be good or is it will be more trash? We'll be discussing that. E3 prediction in our thoughts. This is the E3 pre-hype show. And of course, lastly, if we have time, diversity in gaming. And of course, at the very end, we'll be discussing versus. And uh, we have a special guest, Mr. Bloody Knuckles. I'm going to let him introduce himself and then we'll go from left to right. Anyway, real quick, before I do that, shout out to the chat, man. You guys are amazing. Dio Marty Spartan guy, what's going on? Night Music, always on deck. I see you. Cali Rex, what's up? I'm here for the stream. Uh, Hustle Motive, we live. You, you already know it, man. Snow Bunny 426 was good. And the finest. What's up? What's up, gamer? Anyway, shout out to the audio listeners out there on iTunes and Radio Public, man. You want to support us? Definitely check us out on Radio Public for sure. Anyway, bloody man, do your introduction, man. Where, where people can find you and what are you about, man? And you already know who it is, people. I'm Bloody Knuckles, aka the Gothic Gamer, and your resident anime king, the Japanese enthusiast, all that good stuff. And they can find me over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, YouTube.com. All that Bloody Knuckles, the O's, the zero, the E's, the three, and of course, it ends in a Z. As well as that, y'all can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all around for the Smash Podcast, my little podcast where we do all things nerdy news and geeky goodness, talking c- comics, book. Manga, anime, TV shows, and movies. We actually just did a big show this past Saturday going into and breaking down everything that happened with Avengers Endgame. So trust me, guys, you want to go check that out. But, man, I'm glad to have be out here, FC. Thank you for, for reaching out to me, man. But for those who don't know what I'm, I'm all about, I don't take the moniker that I have for nothing. I am the anime king. Anything that's animes from the past 30 to 40 years since the 80s I'm all about. I've watched everything new and old and will break it all down and can remember so much and talk to people about everything from genres such as romantic comedies and slice of life to everyone's favorite seinens and classics like Trigun, Berserk, Cowboy Bebop, a lot of the greats like that. Of course, you have Mecha like Gundam or Neon Genesis Evangelion. Of course, you have Code Geass and a, a massive amount. Robotech, if you want to go old school, right there. But, you know, I'm, I take the moniker of the Japanese enthusiast because I, I appreciate the Japanese culture. I love the games and what they have to offer and really try to push for them to come over here and be bigger in the West. Of course, you know, they're big over on the PlayStation side and those that come out on the Nintendo but I'm a very big advocate of pushing that support here on the Xbox platform, which yes, I know sir. quite a few of us are on there. So anytime new stuff comes over from there, I'm very quick about supporting it. Always, anytime those companies are doing surveys to ask about more platforms, I always push that. I support any game that comes over. Uh, of course, the Final Fantasy series recently with uh, Valkyria Chronicles from Sega and Tales of Vesperia and all those kinds of games. Yeah, well, and really buddy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into it. This dude, the record for the longest intro of VGP, everybody. Let, let everybody know, <laughs> bloody knuckles. Now, I appreciate it, buddy. And I got your link in the description if you guys want to check his channel out. It is in the link in the description. I'll post it in the chat as well as our special guest. Uh, yeah. That was the intro. So we'll, we'll get into all that Sega goodness and the you know anime and all that. Don't worry. I got a special versus topic for y'all anime nerds. Oh. I got you. So anyway. Left to right, Kofi, man. Do your introduction, man. What you been up to? What's going on, everybody? I feel like uh, Bloody Knuckles is a brother in arms. 
Um, you can find me at creative underscore Kofi on Twitter. Um, I am a lover of all JRPGs, Japanese games coming out of really anywhere. And uh, as you guys might know, I do translations for the Famitsu guides um, that come out of oh, Japan. Yeah. For people who want to just find out new content that isn't localized yet, I am trying to create connections between the West and the East. Um, so I just did an article translation for Samurai Spirits, or AKA Samurai Showdown. And uh, our Patreon subscribers can get access to that today. So that is uh, very exciting stuff. Um, what have I been playing? Days Gone and Trails of Cold Steel 2, Erebonian Civil War. So uh, it's been good. All right, that's what's up, man. And definitely check it out. I just posted the link in the um in the chat, man. Uh, the first one he did is really good. It's free. I think Bloody, you read it. And the second one is uh, only Patreon users for a dollar. You already know what it is. I'll do my whole Patreon spill later. Anyway, let's go. Pharaoh, man, do your introduction, man. What you been up to, man? And uh, what you been playing? Hey, what's up, guys? Your boy Pharaoh. Um, you know, same old gaming. Um, had a little more time this weekend than, than most weekends, so I, I dove into Sakara a little bit. Um, I must say, I don't know what everyone's bitching about. It's not that hard. Um, and um, I just finished downloading uh, Days Gone like two minutes ago, so I'll be checking that out a little bit later tonight. Uh, you know, guys, you know, guys, where you can find me, and uh, I'll, I'll at the end I'll uh, I'll let you guys know if you guys don't already know. Roger that, man. And he, when he's talking about it, it's easy. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing it on PC, and he got this slowdown mod. Anyway, go <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, All right, so the way I see it, it's more. It's just realistic sword fighting, like a, a sword, like outside of the boss battles where you have to hit get the kill shot multiple times. A, a real sword fight only lasts a matter of seconds, typically. So you just got to yeah. get used to that, you know, that fighting style. But other than that, I I feel like it's a pretty, you know. You can practice the techniques. You get to fight with the little undead dude. You know, it's not that oh, bad. Hanbei. Yeah. All right, man. All right. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you, man. And Reggie, lastly, man, what's going on, my guy? What you been up to, man? And do your intro. What's going on, people? Always a pleasure to be here. Uh, what's going on? Got disappointed by Chipotle. They gave me the wrong bowl. <laughs> um, but I am. Man, why are you going to Chipotle? Hey man, I think it's full like heavy, uh, at least not till today. They literally gave me like the opposite of everything I wanted like no white rice, <laughs> no actual meat, <laughs> like terrible. <laughs> now, you, they, you they looked at your figure, was like, bro, you need to eat. Here you go, get extra this, extra that. <laughs> so, but man, still doing a division, uh, really grinding it out now, trying to get uh, two exotic uh, weapons, Liberty and the Merciless. To really set my build off um and just going through that nice that's what's up man and we are missing captain xbox but hopefully he can jump in in the chat but uh or in the in the in the podcast but if not we got to keep it moving anyway before we get to the topics man we got to do the gaming news let's go let's go to the far east real quick man kofi what's going on in asia my guy well state of play guys it's coming on may 9th and i know a lot of people are very excited to laugh uh, they've got their popcorn and they are smiling because they they know that there are there's a large chance PlayStation will not announce a significant topic. I don't I don't know how else to say it. Uh, they want to market to their niche of niche audiences as they show it with their VR in their first state of play. I personally 
think of something like Pulse that aired many, many years ago. You could watch it on your PlayStation 3 or online. And they just covered oncoming releases. It was a very kind of simple, not heavily marketed way of doing it. And I think that's kind of what Sony was thinking, because to me, that's what the kind of content they're talking about compares to. Um, but that's that's the, the biggest thing, I think, from this week. It's a little bit of a slow week. Roger that, man. We'll definitely get in, we'll definitely get into state of play soon. Uh, let's do Nintendo. What's going on in the world of Nintendo, man? I'm going to make it more penis stages. <laughs> hey, all the penis stages, bro. Uh, uh, really, nothing, nothing huge. What? Uh, Final Fantasy twelve uh, released uh, not too long ago. Pretty, getting pretty good reviews. It's a pretty good port um, that fixes a lot of things. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's kind of other ports that are coming. Devil May Cry. Um, I think uh, we're talking Darksiders. But nothing really big. Nintendo's just kind of resting in its laurels right now, waiting, chilling. Um, there's rumors that the new Smash character might be released soon, but I think those are false. I think they're still developing and working on it. All right, man. And uh, you know what? Let's just do a special guest. Uh, Bloody Knuckles, anything happening in in your corner, man? Anime world, anything you want to add before we get to the topics? Uh, yes, there are. There's are, there's a uh, quite a bit of stuff going on in the anime uh, industry. Just mainly a lot of uh, new announcements and things coming out right now. Uh, mainly everything running currently in the, in the current spring season. However, there have been a few announcements of new games coming out. Mainly a few visual novels some of them coming to the west and i think two of them are going to nintendo switch but there is talks that there is one in particular that i had written down here let me pull it up that is supposed to be getting multi-plot release but nothing confirmed yet as it hasn't been stated what it's going to be outside the west but there's quite a bit of the uh bit of stuff coming over from that way it just depends on what uh remasters are doing or anything new in particular all right, man, not a problem. Let's get to the first topic, man. And shout out again, UK Dazarus, man. If you don't know, check his channel out. Yeah, I think you stopping by. He's heading out, man. I appreciate you coming through anyway, my guy. First topic, man. Let's talk about the Sega Switch up. And uh, let me send it straight to Bloody, man. What do you know about this uh, topic about Sega? And then uh, what, what's your thoughts on it? What, what, what would you, what could you expect from Sega moving going on forward? All right, so the Sega Switch up right now has been such a such great news to hear, right? So what's going on currently with the Sega Switch up is that Sega actually recently announced in a finance call that while their uh, that while their investment and return from year over year is up, I believe it was five point nine percent overall. They said that their investment in digital only titles as well as specifically exclusive titles was down seventeen million from this past quarter so wow. they're switching their focus from digital only titles and specifically breaking their ps4 exclusivity only that's been their biggest uh kind of driving force for quite some time and that they're going to refocus on all their established franchises as well as also focusing on becoming a new big major multi-platform uh studio which honestly is what they should have been doing for for quite some time, and I think that we've slowly seen that transition over, from especially with their big uh, workings with Microsoft after their big meeting last year, and what they kind of showed off at E3 last year, and already some of the early talks of what some of their studios want to do. For those who don't know, Ryu got Gotoku Studios or Like a Dragon are is the studio that does the Yakuza games. 
and stuff like that, they've already made it known that they want to port their game series over to the Xbox as well as a couple others, such as their subsidiary um, Atlas, which makes the Persona games, Catherine, and all of the Shin Megami Tensei series. So now with Sega now stating that they're going to focus on going multi-plat, they've already stated that they want to start porting over some of their big fan-favorite franchises. So more than likely, we'll start seeing a lot of those games make their transition over to Xbox and uh, Nintendo specifically. Not anytime this year, unless they already have started some things, but probably within the next year or two. Is it confirmed that they're going to make Xbox games? Or they, when they think about multiplayer, are they thinking just PlayStation, PC, and Switch? You think they're going to just omit the Xbox? No, I, I, I think they definitely... We've been seeing some of their their series that were never on Xbox come back. Like, for those who don't know, Tales of Asperia was only on 360. The 360. Yeah. Yes, sir. That, that was a great game. Multi- and that became multiplat when they released it for PlayStation, PS4, Switch, and PC. And then, uh, specifically, Valkyria Chronicles was always a PS4 and uh, specifically a Nintendo uh, mobile title because that was on all their uh, on those devices as well. And that, when they released Valkyria Chronicles 4, that came over to the Xbox, which has never been uh, big over here or never been on a Xbox platform. So I think we've been seeing slow transitions to the Xbox, but mm-hmm. now we think with them committing to being multi-platform, we're definitely going to see a lot more of those titles come over right now it's the hardcore japanese crowd that's on the xbox needs to push that but they also need more that varied uh kind of genres within the japanese uh gaming to really kind of appeal to the to wider audience of course when you say J- jrpg that can be you know any anything people when they think but. jrpg they immediately think one thing but well we say jrpg but over there it's just rpgs to them and they just have different genres like turn-based or action rpg and stuff like that good point yep so we we have to kind of support those when it reaches the right audience for for that particular subgenre, and and i think we're starting to see that transition like if they can really start bringing more from atlas which is kind of their big shining subsidiary i think that'll really kind of lock into place how committed uh sega is besides bringing over you know the yakuza series which is a fan favorite but not necessarily a massive seller because even on on playstation that isn't a multi-million dollar selling series. It has sold quite a bit, but not to what people try to make it out compared to like God of War or anything like that. All right, man. Fair enough. Let me take this to 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 Pharaoh, man. What's your thoughts on Sega doing this? And I forgot the I forgot to ask you, man. What's the uh, economics of video games, man, for the for this week or the last last couple weeks rather? Uh kind of light this month you know everything starts to die down around e3 but i did sure. find um that sony's new patent for the vr um is actually pretty interesting it's gonna uh, apparently allow the uh your body to act as the controller um so some sort of posture control system that they're working with apparently that's what they filed a patent for um no details yet but speculation is that you know you become the controller with this, uh, with the new uh, PSVR headset. So um, that's interesting uh, addition to the world of gaming. Um, and uh, we all know Xbox is the king of controllers. So um, yes, in this sir. world of business, uh, Xbox is apparently working on a controller that's going to have built in Braille. So I don't know how you're going to play, but. Yeah, I find that kind of odd. I understand including everybody, but if they have issues seeing, how, how does that help? Are they going to use sound or something? Or I don't know. 
no, no, no. So, so what it is is, is I actually read through the patent. So the way that it's going to work is that it's going to translate any text that's being shown. Oh, that's dope. That's on the dope. Back of okay. The controller, and it's going to have a built-in braille reader, so that way they could feel it with their fingers as the game's kind of doing the, uh, doing the spec, uh, speech to voice, so that way they can also read it, as well as anything that they speak, because it said it's going to have a built-in uh, speech to text command that's built in so anything that they say it's also going to be able for them to read in braille as they're talking that's so that's that's like dope, yeah. chats from like mixer and other things like that yeah which okay man that, that that's fucking that's pretty that's pretty dope i have to, I have to see this in person man uh but that definitely will help them out because you know how in video games text is always small some games are even even smaller than fine print so yeah. to have them to be able to read it just through the, I guess, the vibration or through the braille on the controller is kind of dope. Anyway, Reggie, man, what's going on with you, bro? What What do you think about Sega going over, man? Are, are you happy that Nintendo Switch might finally get the real Persona 5? Uh, yeah, actually, because Persona 5 is pretty much the perfect game for the Switch. Um, I mean, I think it's a good move on Sega's part, right? Like, they, it's time for them to really break out of the mode. Like, at this point, like, what I don't know what benefits anymore they could get from sony right so why not uh shake up the market open it up make it out i mean there's already bits and pieces of it right like sonic uh what's the latest sonic the good one um that's on the switch uh and so you know good for them for going out and, and doing this you know I, i'd love to see what else they can come of it i mean i would love to get some atlas on the switch personally uh so you know, good for Sega. I hope this move really benefits them. All right, that's what's up, man. And uh, before I before I take this to Kofi, real quick, shout out to the chat, man. We have about oh, roughly around twenty people, man. Hit that like button and share this out, man. We need we got to spread the word the word out to to Vitamin G Gaming Podcast. It's a different type of podcast. We talk about a whole bunch of different topics, and of course, we have verses. So anyway, let's let's take it to to Kofi, man. Uh, I don't know if he's wait. Is Kofi back? Let me know. Kofi, are you back? I don't think so. No, he's not back. All right, we'll 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 go back to him um later. Uh so that is the Sega switch up. Uh let's do the PlayStation State of Play, man. Pharaoh, I know you got a lot to talk about this. Do you think it's too late for Sony to try to bounce back with this? Or what why are they why are they doing another show so soon? It's fair. Damn, is Pharaoh not here? I don't, I don't oh. think it's uh, too late to bounce back from anything. I forgot to press the mute buttons. Um <laughs> But I feel like this is definitely uh, damage control from the uh, from the state of play back in what was it March? Um, I don't think they do this if you know the other state of play was a hit, um, especially so close to E3. They already said they're not going to participate in E3. Um, this just this just feels like it's something just to keep the Sony name revel- uh, relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Because um, Days Gone has dropped, there's not really a big title coming out anytime soon that I can think of. Um, we're pretty much sitting on our thumbs for Ghost of Tsushima and uh, and Last of Us Two, and we're waiting on some Sony PS Five news. And the only thing they can tell us is that it's not coming within the next year, which is still coming next year. It's just coming in the holiday season. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Yurio Hanama. Yeah, it's only going to be 10 minutes. Like, what are you going to really talk about in 10 minutes? Wait, but, but the expect was going to be 10 minutes? Yeah, I think so. They, I think they had a... Um, I had oh to double God. check. I, I, someone sent me a tweet saying it's about to be 10 minutes, roughly around there. Yeah, but, that's what I thought, too. 
but people are still kind of hype again. Like, th th were they hyped last time? Do you think you would lower your expectations, or are they really thinking they're going to drop bangers, or do you yeah, think they're going to do another show before E3? Like, like what do you, what do you think, uh, uh, Farrell? Before we get to Kofi because he's back. Uh, I just think you know if Sony sold dirty bathwater, people would be excited right now. I mean, <laughs> oh shit! I mean, that's just how I feel. So Sony's the, is is the king on the hill right now. So yep. Um. It, it's it's hard for them to they have to do a lot wrong in order to gather a uh a negative perception among their fan base it's it's not going to happen with one bad show all right fair enough uh so kofi man welcome back first of all so let's let's uh i want you to touch upon the sega topic uh yep. you know the sega going multi-platform do you think it's going to go to xbox as well what's your thoughts on that and secondly the playstation state of play do you think if they have another bad show uh, do you think it'll damage their brand? And, and if they're on top, do they even need the show? Like, what's what's going on on, on that side of things? So anyway, real quick, real quick, do the Sega Switch. Uh, talk okay, so I want to go back in time really quick with Sega and their relationship with Xbox. Because even though the OG Xbox did not sell well, I feel like a piece of my childhood belongs to Sega in that space. Fantasy Star Online, Shenmue 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, Jet Set Radio Future. That is a game that needs to come back. In fact, Panzer I put Dragoon. together Yo, Panzer Dragoon. You play, there you go. Did All you play the these games. Jet Set Radio? Oh, say again? On the Dreamcast? Did you play the original Jet Set Radio? I played a little bit of the original, but really it was the future that I played yeah, on Xbox. Everyone got sold on Future because Future was dope. But I mean, for those who didn't know, they they've made a, a remake of the first game that was on the Xbox Arcade during the 360 era. They brought that game back, the original. <laughs> That's right. I remember seeing the article for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it blows my mind because I, people say like Xbox was crushed by you know the ps2 sales but to me as the gamer somebody who does not profit from xbox or playstation i won because i got a ton of really awesome games i spent so much so much time playing fantasy star um you know back on the og xbox so to see them maybe reinvigorate some of these ips that we haven't seen i'm very excited because i'm all about xbox having a great balance across the genres from and Exactly. Like I think you and I, we 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 are like I feel like we're cut from the same cloth because I want to see these Japanese games, Tales of Vesperia, and other games that may have not been reviewed so well. We're talking like, um, well, these are Japanese games. I'm thinking Japanese games that aren't Sega. So let me not segue there just yet. Yeah. Not um, but like even like something like Resonance of Fate. Um, oh my was, god, that... Resonance of Fate was so underrated with that, <laughs> with, that sh with the shooting mechanics. There's right? too because much of... love going on over here. Man. You guys on the opposite <laughs> no, side, yeah. Kofi's right, PlayStation. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but he's, he's not wrong. Resonance of Fate was such an underrated title that was on the 360 and PS3 because of the fact that it used a very unique uh fighting system because of the fact that you had two subset of weapons, you had uh, you had ones that would build up a the amount of damage that your main afflicting guns can do so if you had a good setup between using a massive amount of buildup and then doing big damage between the three characters you can take on some heavy hitting bosses in very creative ways this guy is awesome we, we, we need to have him at some sort of frequency whatever works for our schedules but um <laughs> um really this, really this, this right here i mean i'll let you finish Kobe. but you you realize he's on the opposite side side of the aisle i don't know why he's super japanese and he's on xbox but i digress but then the guy can't talk i got a samurai fucking helmet i got xbox logo yeah, that's so true. anyway all right so moving on <laughs> to the playstation state of play my expectations are low i guess like for me 
I think of Pulse, and I thought how Pulse didn't really advertise a ton of things I was very excited for, but just gave me an idea of what PlayStation is up to for like a more casual type perspective. Somehow, this is it's getting weird where our attention is really sharp on Sony and with really high expectations, with, with, you know, rightfully so, but I don't think Sony wants to market anything major with State of Play. I think they just want to let you know, here's the AAA games coming up. <laughs> Maybe even multiplat, right? Because they they advertised Mortal Kombat 11 um, in the last state of play. So my expectations are really low. I'll probably be surprised by something positive than be disappointed when this comes out, if that makes sense. Like, they, if they come out with a banger, I'll be like, wow, did not expect that. That's well, basically let, me, the... let me ask you this, Kofi. Uh, do you think... Because I think Pharaoh said having another bad show will not damage them too greatly. Uh, but do you think they need to do Like, why need to do this if you're already so far ahead and you already have the mind share? Why put up another subpar show if it's subpar? We don't know. It could be they could knock it out of the park with 10 minutes. But I'm just saying, like, I think they have a greater chance of damaging their 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 hold that they have already right before E3. You know what I mean? Like, dang, they, to think about it as an average consumer, like, okay, Sony has another garbage show. And then here's Microsoft's show. And then they just knock it out the park. Like, what what is your mind share gonna you know what's the mind share think gonna do then? Are they gonna start the shift or what? What do you think, Kofi? I think they could have maybe a small scratch overall if they end up having a bad show. I just think that with the games that they still have yet to release, the excitement is still on the rise. We know that a lot of these great uh, AAA games probably will be cross gen, uh, as Pharaoh was mentioning. So I think I definitely think that um, Death Stranding will be on both consoles, the PlayStation and four and five so i just i don't know Play, like kind of how pharaoh was saying places reputation is very good right now you know not perfect because you know obviously we're talking days gone but it's it's fairly high so almost anything they do it's going to be boosted up um we can see that through days gone sales all right fair enough man let's not talk about the mpd topic right now man okay we don't, we don't, we don't want to hear that shit <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey man, Reggie, what's your thoughts on state of play, man? Are you are you expecting fireworks? You think they're gonna improve like internal direct, or you think it's uh still still not uh up to par? Uh, I think they got a long way to go before they can get to where Nintendo is with the directs. Um, but I think this is the direction that they need to take, or they've gotta at least try to understand that the space has changed now. Like we it isn't since they've opted out of E3, and since everybody is slowly but surely opting out of E3, we're losing these big gaming spaces where all the news just holds until we get to these big gaming spaces and they can just do all the news there and then hold it for the rest of the year. If you're going to go back to what Nintendo's doing, then you kind of got to slow drip information as time goes on. Otherwise, people will forget you um, or they just won't be interested in what you have to say. So this is a chance for them, I think, to redo all the problems or redo a better version of what they should have done the first time. Um, I'm still honestly, I'm baffled at how they managed to get it wrong when all the good examples are already out there. Um, so that's my hope for this. And, you know, information is key. So you got to give us something or at least just make it look interesting. You know what I mean? Like. It, it, if it doesn't necessarily have to have all the information, like what Sony's last E3, the whole uh, Last of Us fiasco and moving people from one room to the other to the other, it's like really wasn't a lot of information in there, but at the very least, we will always remember that presentation. 
So you've got to figure out a way to, I mean, do what Nintendo does, make it charming, uh, but make it informative. Okay. And if they can't do that, then I don't know how they're going to survive in this new information drip type of space. I mean, like all things, I think I think they can improve because they were already at rock bottom with the first show. So I can only see them going up. I'm sure they probably took a lot of feedback and, and it improved. So we'll see. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't really expect too much, but apparently it's supposed to be a surprise announcement. And they're going to show some gameplay. Of, was it medieval? So which That'd looks, nice. interesting. Yeah. looks interesting. Right so, yeah. So I'm going I'm to check it out. But bloody man, I think you're the last one. What do you, what's, your, what's your thoughts on the state of play? And do you expect it to improve or, or, or what? And why do you think Sony's doing this again? Um, <coughs> I don't know why they're doing it again. Uh, the first one was really kind of really just not what they needed it did not do anything but then again i I will say this that they did kind of put it out there what they were going to talk about and people got themselves overhyped and were disappointed and they you know people set more expectations for sony than than xbox even though sony or what what microsoft's been doing with like inside xbox they literally announced everything they're going to talk about well ahead of time and yet people try to make it some people try to make it bigger than it is when they focus on what they're talking about. And Sony did that with, with state of play. Yeah. They, they might've focused it a little bit on too much on the VR stuff and it kind of hurt them, but they, they put it out there what they were going to do right now. Who knows what they're going to do with this one? Uh, that's the big thing. Uh, I have no expectations from it just because of the fact that the last one did not leave me with any sort of semblance of faith and <laughs> Well, they talk about always being the the market leader or the marketing geniuses. No, they just dump everything everywhere. It's not smart. It's not well put together. It's not well done. And what they're going to do with State of Play is going to be completely not what it needs to be. It, don't get me wrong. You know, Nintendo Direct took a took a while to get to where they are. Inside Xbox is you know a, a rebranding of a show that existed during the 360 area, and people forget forget that is that it took a while to get them right where they needed to be and maybe state of play could be better but the fact that they're now utilizing this because the fact that they got nothing else to kind of show off even though people need to realize their executives have stated this multiple times you know just just temper your expectations from what you're going to get out of 10 minutes unless they do like 30 announcements like in quick 15 second clips you're not going to get anything substantial all right, man. Fair enough. I mean, I think it's just reading the chat real quick. Again, shout out to the chat, man. We got some good group of guys. Real, I'm going to do a quick shout out. Yajira Hama, man. I appreciate you coming through. Christopher Harte, DJ Singh, Salty's hey, Gaming was good, bro, and Callie Rex. And look at look who showed who look who decided to show up right in time <laughs> to talk about PlayStation. Captain Xbox shows up to talk trash. What's going <laughs> on? And again, shout out to MM2K, man. What's good? What's going on, bro? Nubs, man. Perfect timing. PlayStation State of Play. What are your thoughts on this, man? Or it's going to be you- whack, just like the first one. I am not excited. They have nothing new to show me. I'm good. I'm real hey. good. <laughs> came, came, in, came in swinging. I, I, I like it. I like it. You know. All right. So, well, what are they gonna, bro, what are they going to show? Okay, they're going to show oh. probably a trailer for Last of Us that ain't coming out this year. And then they're going to show Ghosts that ain't coming out this year. And then they're going to show Death Stranding that ain't coming out this year. Right, it, worked, it, worked for them. it worked for them in 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah, it's gonna I mean like what what's the difference? And real quick, I have to you you know you have to look on the other side of this too, because some people are looking forward to it. It is a good showcase for the VR games because 
Sony does back VR, like that's their baby, yeah. right? And, and, what, and what that's, other that's way to, fine, to show it? Like they have to. Like, <laughs> they should focus they on it. They absolutely should, but they don't have nothing compelling. Yo, you really think that Iron Man game is gonna be any good? It's trash. It is literal trash. I could find that shit at Dave and Buster's, yo, and I ain't got us pay three hundred dollars for a headset to play it either. Yeah, he, he's not. We, we all jumping in. I, I got to be the devil's advocate here. But first of all, who here actually has a VR set? I got one. All right. So Reggie, what, what's your, are you expecting any other VR games? Like, is like, is it not a good showcase for that alone? It's an excellent showcase for the VR games, but uh, you know, you got to come with something interesting. Personally, like, if they come out with just some extra DLC for Beat Saber, I'm already sold. I will have happily watched uh, that, you know. State Dude, of- is the only thing that's good over there, right? You know, what I mean? like so. Oh, and I- Astrobot. Oh, you know, oh yeah, I was gonna like say that. Astrobot. I haven't played Astrobot though. Um, and so there are a lot of interesting things, like the game with the hawk does look interesting. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Developers, to my to me, still haven't really embraced VR, and I don't know how long it's going to be around. Um, so I think we're going to only be able to get what we can get out of it for only probably like the next five years, if that. Man, right. dang, I, yeah, y'all down on VR, man. I, Kofi, back, back, back here, Sony Brothers, man, is getting stopped right now. I, I'm the one back, and that's not a good, that's not a good thing. So no one, no one here is actually looking forward to stay to play. No, nope. That, that, that's that is the bad taste they left in our mouths from the first one. All right, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Let's let's get let's get into the E3 predictions, man. We got we got to bring the mood up. All right, before before we bring the mood up, let's talk about the dog shit Nintendo showcase. So anyway, the Nintendo Treehouse. What's it called, right? Treehouse. Yeah, Reggie, man. What, what what do you expect from that event? Um, and do you think any any surprises or or, or bangers? What do you expect from Nintendo this E3? Uh, well, first and foremost, I expect whatever the new character for Smash to be announced. Um, I have absolutely zero clue of as of who it could be. Is that uh, noteworthy though for the Treehouse event, or do, is that something you could just do in another direct? I mean, Smash is like the biggest game fighting game in the world. Yeah, Smash is, is their, like that is their golden goose. So you know they're gonna do any any aspect that they can to showcase anything for that in a big way. Absolutely. Yep. He's absolutely 100% right. I think we're going to get, because it's getting like middle to even reviews, not great, but I think we're going to get some more stuff about Labo um, as well. It is now sort of become the de facto, I think, my first VR kit, sort of, if you will, um, which might be good for kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we can get kids to get then we can kind of put them up and you know move forward from there because everything I read now is like if you own if you're into VR, Labo's not for you. But if you've got a kid that's into VR, Labo's probably for you. You don't got to drop, you know, four three hundred dollars on a PSVR or anything like that. Um, you only got to drop one hundred and twenty. Yeah, so you know that's a good starter point for for VR. Um, let alone you know all the things you can do with Labo. I would. We're probably going to get more of uh, what is it? The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Any new IPs, man? You're talking about a lot of old stuff, and I don't think anyone really really cares about Labo VR. To, to be fair, uh, I think. Well, I I won't say new so much, but I'm sure Animal Crossing will drop. Oh yeah, if they okay. show if they show off Animal Crossing, dude, it's a wrap. You know yeah. that that <laughs> game. That game is one of those, I'm not even going to deny it. That is one of those games I've had on on my 
on my GameCube. I had it on my on my Wii. I had that on my DS. I put so many hours into that game. It's not even funny. Yeah. Um. So we got that. Um. I'm sure we're gonna get more info on Pokemon. Uh, the new Pokemon that's coming out. Now that is what I'm looking forward to. Now, now you're speaking my language. I was like, half <laughs> you know, I was about to like, snort, you know, snort, snort a line of coke. But anyway, now now we're talking. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we get a couple of indies that might even that might already exist uh, that are just coming to the Switch. I think we're going to get a lot of like, hey guys, now this is on the Switch as well, uh, type of deal. I think that's going to be they're going to be loose with heavy hitters. Like you'll get your Animal Crossing, you'll get your Smash. Um, what a surprise! What I'd like to see. Yeah, here we go. Even though, give me something. Even though Starlink is now becoming sort of the official game. Give me Star Fox. Uh, <laughs> really get, you know, if you want to really win E3 Nintendo, give me uh, Mother. Give me Earthbound. You think that we'll finally get Mother 3 over here? If they I, if they officially gave us Mother 3 in the West, I think that would be a big sell. I, 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 I don't know. I treat it like how the movies treat, like, comic book characters, right? Like, all of these things got to be wrapped up in just insane licensing that that has to be the only reason at this point. Oh, nobody cool. brought, up, brought up a good point that they probably will show off a little bit more of Astral Chain, their, their game Ooh, coming from Platinum. Okay, it's Platinum Astral Games. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Astral, Astral Chain looks, looks, looks fire. That, yeah, that, that's that looks a good. Game. That's, that's something that would wake me up. You know what I mean? Like, all right. I can, I can, I, I can, I can climb down from the treehouse. You know what I mean? Just to play. Um, but, you know, you know, you know, one of my big things is let's, you got deep, deep history, Nintendo. Let's, let's really pull on that, man. Like, just imagine if alongside Animal Crossing and Smash, Golden Sun gets announced. Oh, whoa, damn. Whoa, you got, you whoa, got whoa, whoa. Right, close the show. Golden Sun? I oh, will pre-order it as we watch. <laughs> I will, I'll be throwing money at whoever will take it to get me that game. <laughs> Yo, honey, where's Golden Sun? Sun bro? bro, I talked so much shit about Nintendo, but Golden Sun is my game. Oh, my did days. Anyone, did anyone have it on the on the old, what was it, Game Boy? I had it on the Game, game Boy, Boy. The one that actually yeah. had the, like, solar cartridge that you had to be out yes, in the sun? I, I did. Yes, that um, one. Sure did. I wonder, huh. that, that would also depend on if Camelot's still doing much anymore because I don't. We haven't heard anything from Camelot in, in a while. Yeah. 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 I think I think they've been helping mainly with all the Mario sports games. I think that's what they do now. Oh, okay. Mario Sonic Olympics will show up there, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, more than likely every every year there's there's the Olympics going on, they, yeah. they show up. But Golden Sun would be a classic treasure trove for them that would actually be big. Or a new Advance Wars. If anyone never played New Advance Wars would be nice. There was a um there's an indie I mean, game. Channel I mean, War, War Groove is kind of like that. Yeah, it's, there it is. Yeah, War, War Groove. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know about that. Uh, like so. Is I just think uh, we're going to get more information on the new Switch models. What are they going to be? When can we expect them? Uh, and what are they going to do? Yeah, I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave that to Pharaoh because you were just talking about getting the Switch, but you're hearing about all the you know all this stuff. Are you are you excited for Nintendo? Because I actually actually yeah actually you think you think Nintendo's E3 will be better this year than last year? Because to so. me it's kind of so so if if they bring out those things that you talked about, then I'll say they they did better than last year. But can you do better than Smash? I say it's just hard to beat Smash. Right. See, I think it's for me. I think me personally. I think it's hard for for Nintendo to have a slam dunk E3 because they don't really come with, you know, amazing specs when they release hardware. And the games, 
while they are great, they're at least in the same games over and over again. I mean, I could only get so excited for Zelda every time. Like, yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it. And I'm going to enjoy the hell out of him. Like, yeah, this is one of the greatest, you know, Nintendo games ever. But at the same time, you know it's coming. So just the lack of fresh new IPs, I think it kind of like. But I think that's kind of where Nintendo excels is that they're, while we, while they use the same old IPs, it's those IPs that are the most iconic that will always get some sort of excitement. Facts. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's that's always great. But I, I think that they being, do need that variety. That lack of freshness keeps them from having great shows. They just have very consistent good shows. Yeah, I can agree with that. I was like, but right. that, I think that's always been like their big selling point for them, anyways. Is that that's what what they have the IPs that will always get people hyped whenever there's an announcement of a remake, or that they're like, hey, these are finally coming. Because think about when the Switch first came out, right? When the fact that we found out that we were getting a Mario game and a Zelda game same year, people lost their damn mind because that's very rare. Yeah, you know, that's rare. Yeah, they 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 they, they gain a lot of uh, ground share from that because you know. Yeah, they was switch was sold like crazy this year. But anyway, uh, let's go nubs, man. What, what what's your th- thoughts on this? Uh, what what do you expect from Nintendo? Are you excited, happy? Like what's 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 on your mind? Um, probably some gameplay from Beyond Good and Evil Two. I think. Oh, from I think hard. that would do it for me. Just that game? You th- you think you think Nintendo's gonna have a better E three than last year? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, they they sold they sold gangbusters off of nothing. So, I mean, I mean, it's only Smash, Mario Tennis. Like, what else did they have that year? I, yeah, I mean, Mar- I mean, Mario Party, but it wasn't good. But anyway, anyway, go ahead. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, when you look at the big picture, there, like, as far as big games outside of Smash, what else did they have? The answer is not not much, and it it, it did fine. It didn't matter. Yeah, because once Smash came out, literally that was a console seller. Yep, that was it. That, that that's literally all it took. They had their one big game. Yep, that was enough. I mean, all right. we're all we also we also got to see more of Pokemon. Like we're we're going to see gameplay from that. I'm absolutely sure of that. I I can't wait for that shit, bro. Like that looks so good. I know, I know, I know people are like, well, that's that's Pokemon. It's like a kid's game. I don't think yeah. See the thing about Nintendo, Pokemon man. Transcends. Exactly. Song. Like uh, some games, like. Like Jiro Hamo's over there, like messing with me in the chat, talking about he's a hardcore gamer. Why, why, why do we care about Nintendo games? Like, I don't have a Switch yet, but I will get it. It's just some of the their IP titles, their titles. Some of them are just like you said, transcend gaming. Like it's it tugs back at you from your days of childhood and just remember. Like you mentioned, Golden Sun almost lost it. Like you know what I mean? Like bro, Jeez. like the memories from that alone is just I I, I will I will get it for the Switch. I can't wait. So anyway, uh, let's, let me end this. I think Kofi, did you did you touch upon this topic? I didn't. Uh, we're just talking Nintendo, right? Right now, yeah, Nintendo. We, we're, getting, we're, getting the, we're getting the lowest out first. Yeah, the number one thing that would excite me out of Nintendo's camp is anything from Monolith Soft. I already love them. Everything that they've made, I, I've been really jealous of. I haven't had a chance to really touch Xenoblade uh, Chronicles, but it's been over a year since they've released their game. If they have anything in the pipeline, I'm going to be excited for them. Hands down. All right. All right, man. Bloody, what's your thoughts, man? For Nintendo, I think they're gonna have a solid year because they've already announced what what big games that they got coming out. They they you know when they first showed off and said, "Hey, we have a a new Animal Crossing in the works." That they showed off the new the new Pokemon with the uh, with Sword and Shield, or as I like to call it, Attack and Defend. 
Um, they, uh, they, they definitely know, they know what they're reaching out for and what, what's going to be their, their things for this year. And of course they had their, their big, um, uh, exclusives from the second party, you know, having platinum games doing astral chain and what that's showing off. I definitely think that they have a solid lineup. It's just once they get out dates and when they're coming out this year is what's going to really kind of push them because this has been a solid year so far for Nintendo, especially coming off the high of of uh smash brothers and the kind of continued support that that's getting right now with some of these other games that they have already announced being big once they give dates it's it's in the bag for them because those are games that would absolutely sell people immediately especially say what you want about it animal crossing is one of those games that has such a huge fan base that's hardcore dedicated if they don't have a system or they don't have a switch if they announce when that date's coming out and announce a bundle it's going to sell it will absolutely sell. And it's crazy to think of, but it is one of those games that people lose their minds over. Now, like you said, that maybe getting a new Star Fox, I would love to see a new Star Fox, although it's kind of up in the air because, yeah, they have that that exclusivity and, and partnership with Ubisoft from Starlink mm. to with all the, the Star Fox content that's Switch exclusive. But it's more, I don't know how they would how they would fare after the kind of, not really good reviews or reception from uh Star Fox Zero on the yeah. 3DS. True. So they would have to they would have to take a little bit more time to kind of turn that around uh for the Switch. Though I th- feel like it would fit better more for the Switch than it did with the uh 3DS. Um but th- there's definitely a, quite a few things that they that they could surprise, maybe show off a little bit more uh, or tease a little bit more of Metroid Prime 4 uh, would get some, or announce a trilogy remake for the Switch. I think that would get people excited. Um, but yeah, I think this year, depending on just what kind of indies they also show off, it, they could have a really solid E3. They already have a solid E3. They already double down on the big titles that they showed off, that they already announced, and stuff like that, and give a little bit more of them. I guarantee that they'll have such a good reception this year, because, you know, for those who don't realize... They don't really have that much of a presence at E3 conference wise. Yeah. Show floor wise and they're on the actual show floor. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's big. It's it was great. Like last year they had a massive stage when I was there showing off Smash Bros. Literally, I'm talking like you had to wait in a four hour line to, to be able to play that game. That's how big that was and all the stuff that they were showing off. But Man. I was like, do we think Mario Kart might make a return? Uh if mm. they do Mario Kart, was it nine? I think it would be the next yeah. one. I think yeah. that would be good. Or, yeah, I think I think Mario Kart Nine would actually be one of the the big things to kind of help sell uh, and push for it, or maybe getting a, a second attempt at a much better version of Mario Party if they don't do what oh, was bad though, with the first one. You know, Mario you Party. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing: like Mario Party has always been one of those games that everyone loved, but what they did with the last one was not anything that people wanted because it's like, hey, you took away all the things that actually made Mario Party fun from you know the Wii and the Wii U era and everything that built up to that point. Why'd you step back? All Plus right, the enough. games just weren't enjoyable. Yeah, let's 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 get to the real topic now. And now now we got through <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> no disrespect to Nintendo. Shout out shout out to Nintendo Switch owners. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know you know you know why we're here, man. We all know why y'all here. We're about to talk about Xbox E3, and yeah. who better to start this off than Captain Xbox himself? Nubs, man, what do you think is going to happen at this year's E3 2019? What are your predictions? What are your thoughts? And what do you hope to happen? 
Uh, what I hope to happen is, I mean, Phil's been saying this is the year they show. So I want to see four to five new IP or if not new IP, what their new studios are working on. Even if it's a fucking trailer, you know, just give me a fucking idea so I have something to, to think about. Um, they are absolutely dropping specs and price for their console. And they are going to make it a point that they're going to make sure they blow anything that Sony has talked about up into E3 gets get shitted on. So like, let me ask you this, Brandon, real quick. Uh-oh. If they only announce two new IPs, would you be disappointed? No, because I think they're going to announce more than that. Okay. I mean, Brandon, I think, they, I think they're going to, and they're, they're, they're probably going to announce three more studio acquisitions. We're going to see four to five new IP, or if not new IP, just new games coming. Whether that sequels, like we're finally going to see Halo Infinite. Uh, I would love to see gameplay for that. I think that's going to happen this they, year. They already, they oh, I think we have a bet on our hands. Yeah. Uh-oh. What's, what, yeah. on, on live, what, what's the bet? Yeah, I, I think, I don't know what the, the loser will have to do. It's something like, I don't know, change their label to something demoralizing but change not bad. their avatar yeah the something yeah like you could make my avatar whatever and crack vice down versa. and then i would be like something yeah like yes. something. well yeah some american game that he hates some walking simulator right <laughs> oh man <laughs> but oh, man. um yeah i don't <laughs> think they're gonna announce more than two new ips i think most of their studios need time to cultivate and xbox doesn't want to do oh yeah we have a game coming out in five years they want to get closer so yeah, I think that they purchased some of those studios based on the fact that they had some games in the pipeline. Okay. I don't, so, I don't, I don't so think the, they go so hard uh-huh. purchasing studios that don't have any games ready. Got to show me something before I buy you. All right, so Pharaoh, I mean, we transition. You, you, you're talking now. What are your thoughts on it as being the other Xbox guy here? Do you think Xbox can knock it out of the park? Will it be better than last year's Xbox, uh, E3? Uh, and what do you expect? Honestly, I feel like the last, like since Phil came in, I felt like everything was an infrastructure buildup. And I feel like now that the infrastructure is built, it's time to show show the games. I feel like the infrastructure is really strong at Xbox. So I feel like this next show is really going to be all about games. And the new, the new Xboxes that are coming out apparently is going to be two, an all-digital one, a cheap version, and a high-end version. Um, so... And I'm expecting I'm expecting them to take a loss on this hardware. I'm expecting I'm expecting this machine to be That's extremely powerful. I'm expecting them to take a loss, and I'm expecting them to be willing to take that loss based on their subscription model. Now they're not really into hardware sales per se. That's a good point. But the fact that um, they cannot have Sony outpower them again, they they just can't because the Sony fanboys kill them. The Sony fanboys will kill them. Until <laughs> launch, post launch, they when every game that comes out that's a multi-plat. Oh my gosh, Xbox <laughs> fans are gonna hear it. I'm telling you right now. Oh, you don't have 60 frames per second at 8K. We do. Like, bitch, you don't even have 8K TV. Shut up. I know, right? No, they're, they're, they're exactly. playing on the fucking tube TV, talking about 8K. Like, bro, you don't have color. Like, sit down. <laughs> Oh snap! <laughs> if, if they lose this power battle, oh my gosh, it it'll be. I I doubt that. I, I don't. Their their purse is their purse is so much bigger than Sony's. Yo, they are willing to take that L because they got they got money to throw around and they have the backing. 
you're not even joking. Think about this. They just are officially the first company to hit one trillion dollar across all their all their revenue streams. They oh. are they are literally the highest banking company around. Oh no, I I I gotta pump y'all brakes because I can't have a two Xboxy in here, even though we're talking about the Xbox topic. This is the same company that also sold the Xbox Sad Edition for fucking two hundred fifty dollars. So I don't know if you're gonna Yeah, These big motherfuckers took out a blue they took out the Blu-ray display and it sold it for more. Like who does that? That's they, upsell if I ever heard of it. Opportunity to but they, they, did say, they did say it's always going to be $50 cheaper than what the S is. So like I said, yeah. in Black yeah. Friday sales. Hey, 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 no, no, no. Think they, about they did say that. That is the MSRP. That is what is right. being sent directly to the standard of pricing everywhere. Other retailers can sell it at any other price. Whenever they do official sales that they go with on their partners and retailers, if they b- drop the the... The S, as it always is on sale for two hundred dollars, that means that's gonna be one fifty or any lower that they typically do. Like when they drop it down to one eighty with all those big ass bundles that they do, especially right after E three or going right yep. into Black Friday, yep. you're talking about that thing being about a hundred and twenty bucks. So don't even go there. I learn right, your basic let's, let's, economics. Listen, I, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna start talking about we're gonna stop talking about this damn Xbox Sad Edition. You're gonna have t- my avatar just start having fucking tears. Tears, tears in my avatar. We don't want to talk. But this, this is about Xbox E3, man. So, I, so Farrell, you already went. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the more Sony side of things. We have Reggie. What are your thoughts on Xbox? You think they're gonna turn around? You think it's gonna be better than last year, or or what? What's your expectations? I think they have a huge potential to be better than last year with all of these new studio acquisitions, um, as well as stuff that I think they've been hiding like for a while. Uh, I've been reading. First of all, I actually think. I mean, they already announced it, so they got to deal with it. But, you know, the Xbox Keeps Sweat Edition, they're going to have to just kind of <laughs> just, like, just say <laughs> it and move on. Uh, just say it and move on. Don't spend a lot of time on it uh, because that's not that's not going to get you nowhere. What I think they can really push on uh, is that I, for a while now, I've been hearing rumors, and I would be absolutely like kind of floor struck if they announced uh, the new Dino Crisis. If yes. they, if, if huh? they, the new, there's been rumors that Xbox might be releasing a new Dino Crisis. Uh, you won't know Dino Crisis. It's rare, right? Um, no, no. no, Dino Crisis is with Capcom. Capcom. Yeah, it's, Capcom. Um, it's an old, basically Resident Evil style game starring, yes, dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs specifically. And Regina uh, as the sort of female protagonist of the story. Um, personally, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, part of that sort of same era of those types of games. But if they drop something like that, I you know that's gonna be absolutely huge. But that'll um, be third party though, Reggie. It it would be a yeah, it would be a third party, but it would be an exclusive third party. Yeah, because at this point we just got to like everything is slowly moving to third parties. Is just now with exclusivity. But you already know that you already know the narrative. Oh, thanks, Microsoft, for showing the games that we're gonna play anyway. You know what I mean? I, we don't right, PlayStation right, yeah. E3 because we have Xboxes E3. Right. Um, oh yeah. So I do think obviously Halo's gonna get hit. So we're gonna do probably whatever the Master Chief collection on PC is, uh, as well as something from Halo Infinite. Uh, I'm expecting something from Gears Five, right? Like they got to show up. No, they they already confirmed that they're yeah. going to show oh, up. Halo Infinite and Gears Five is already going to be there. They already okay. confirmed that. No, so that's pretty much solidly. Um, I, I want to see Reach at 4K. Yo, just show me the sizzle reel real quick. This is true. 
Well, I, I'm I'm hoping that they put a good sizzle reel for a couple of indies. Uh, maybe no, they always they, they always do that. They always do that. Yeah. Um, maybe we get some more stuff on Battletoad. Uh, oh God. I'm yep. sure Sea of Thieves. Oh, might be- oh we got. We got that yeah. Outer Wilds yeah. joint too. Um, and, oh, Outer Worlds, yeah, Outer Worlds yeah. will be there. And maybe like, what what happened to the Fable game we're supposed to get? Uh, that, uh, that'd be Ninja Theory. Oh no, Playground Games. Playground Games. Uh, rumored Playground games. Uh, to be making. Uh, supposedly it's supposed to be there, man. Don't so. box them into that. They want to make something different. Kofi, shut your mouth. I got some words with with that for you, bro. I got you. I got you. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, Reg, are you finished? Or are yeah, you, I, more? I, I think that's it. I mean, for me, my biggest thing, just stay away from that, the, the cheaper Xbox, dog. Make it a footnote, say it, we uh, got it, and walk past it. That's 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 a good thing before I segue. That's a good thing, man. Like, look, this 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 time is not for the consoles. Y'all had that in 17. I, I know I know everyone wants to talk about the new cons. You could talk about it. The sad edition, just throw that in the bush. And talk about the games, man. That's what we care about, man. Xbox fans have been waiting forever. Yeah. And we got to throw some, you know, we got to throw some shit back at the Sony fans. But anyway, bloody knuckles, man. What's your take on this? And do not, do not, do not slander Fable. Anyway, oh go no, ahead. oh dude, I am a massive Fable fan. I love Fable. I'm excited for that. That's no, not what Co- I was talking about when I was saying Co- that. Kofi's no. over there talking shit. But no, anyway, no, no. Co- Kofi, no, no, Kofi wasn't talking shit. He was just saying, don't let him get stuck into that. Now, what I was saying is that the rumor right now is that that's supposed to be at Playground Games. However, there's if you. Have if you look around, the lead director and lead artist over there have been putting out art from something that they're working on there at Playground Games called Project Berserk. And if you look at it, it's stills, and Kofi will recognize this. It's absolutely the same art that you would see from the Berserk anime. And there's literally one scene that was officially done art by them that looks exactly like Griffith when he first puts on the mask really? the, the Eclipse Sun. Look it up. Hmm. Look at Project oh, Berserk. Geez. And I believe I still I still have the pictures and you the seen that's, for, that's for, for Playground? And that that's a that's project that's currently being worked on at Playground. It's called Project Berserk. And wow. I will I'll send y'all this stuff because I talked about it on GRG yeah, d- a month please. ago. Yeah. yeah. I was like, trust me, I've been I've been keeping up with this stuff. Oh snap. Now yeah, I got something for you, Kofi. I got something for you, my man. But here here's the thing, right? Xbox literally has set up to have one of the biggest showcases that that they can do. And here's the reason why. Last year, with what they had on their stage, was something that we have never seen. And that was the biggest amount of Japanese support we have seen on the Xbox stage. We had had Bandai up there. We had Square Enix up there. We had some Sega announcements. We, of course, we had the the director from DMC Five himself up there talking about his excitement to bring DMC Five and got to showcase it on the stage. And of course, we got to see the announcements of of we got to see the big production for Jump Force at that time, and of course, uh, everything that was coming out Kingdom Hearts Three, Kingdom Hearts Three being showcased and absolutely shown everywhere on Xbox. The Japanese wow. support has been growing for Xbox, and we know. The kind of relationships and the amount of time that Phil has been spending over there was Monster Hunter World to... show too, or no? Yeah, Monster Hunter World yep. when that was announced uh, two years ago, that was shown off on Xbox as well. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Go ahead, keep yeah. it going. So we're seeing that Capcom has always had a good relationship with with Microsoft. So them with the rumors right now of Dino Crisis coming back, uh, 
I can absolutely see them showing it off there. Show, yeah, of course, it's going to be a multiplayer. Let's let's not kid ourselves. But the fact is that they would get to show off on that stage, really show off on their console for their brand like we, we're going to see. Uh, right now, we still haven't seen the full extent of the Sega meetup with them last year and last March. I was going to use that for mine, man. Good yep. shit. So we, we know that we're still going to start seeing uh, something come from that. And especially now with the tune that Sega's singing and how they want to start pushing out, what's the best place to do it? Right there on one of the biggest uh, platform holders on the that's opposite of what you've been putting a lot of your stuff on to really show, hey, we are committed to being multi-platform. Here's some of the other games that we got, especially when you look at, like I said, that some of their audio studios already want to port over to Xbox. So we have that going for them on the Japanese side. We're starting to see some Square Enix really start showing off love on the on their stage as well. And of course, Bandai has always been big partners with. Um, with microsoft so them really showing off on the xbox stage that's all guaranteed that's stuff we're going to start absolutely seeing and with them now building that that studio out there that's to help solidify japanese deals and businesses and allowing say hey if y'all want to port over to us or work on a game for us we'll even bring people over here to help with y'all with porting on to that architecture we're starting to see that change in the japanese developer side of things for xbox so they already have the japanese support coming after last year now, with what they got first party, they already said that they're going to have Halo Infinite there. They're going to have Gears 5 there. They're going to be showing off some of the other games that they have. Supposedly, there's supposed to be more Battletoads. But they're showing that all the studios that they got last year, they're going to show what those studios have been working on. So we're going to see whatever Playground's been working on. We're going to see what Ninja Theory's been working on, Compulsion Games, and everyone else that, that they picked up. Those guys are going to start being able to show what they already have in the works. We're going to see Outer Wilds over there from, from those guys. Obsidian. Of course, that's going to be multiplayer, yeah. but we're going to get to see more of that on their showcase. They have their first party lined up, and of course, there's the rumors of the new acquisitions. That would actually be a massive win for what they got coming up. There's so many things potential that they've built up over the past year that can really make this year be the biggest year to one close out for and set up for their next generation. Mm. And not to mention that when they were talking about the Splinter Cell rumor and anything like that, they've always had a solid relationship with Ubisoft. Let's let's not forget that they've always had that really good relationship with Ubisoft that turned around after EA kind of dropped uh, or stepped away from them or really Activision. They really started cuddling up and, and being good friends with Ubisoft. So if the rumor of a new Splinter Cell coming in, because think about it, right? They just released all the old Splinter Cell games from the 360 era on backwards compat. You know they got something in Cohen. That stuff doesn't happen by coincidence. When those things come, that means they have to work with the publishers who own the rights to say, hey, y'all want to bring it over backwards compatible. So you know that they were working with Ubisoft on that for a bigger reason. So why not build the hype literally the month before? And, and you know, that's a great point. I'm going to touch on that point real quick before I give my thoughts. Um, when, when you think about Splinter Cell on the OG Xbox, it kind of, even though it was on PlayStation, but everyone resonated with Splinter Cell being an Xbox, like with the green goggles yeah. and everything else. Like, like he just he was always showing off best on the xbox stage and yes and that, and that right there alone is kind of cool how they have that that i guess that partnership in, in, in a sense but let me, right. let me get let me get to my take on this so when i was looking at Hold on, fc fc i do oh, want to chime in one more thing oh go go ahead go ahead. do your thing before i go in man go ahead so surprise twist xbox has announced a partnership with nintendo to bring either nintendo games to xbox or xbox games to 
more Xbox games. Yo, so that would be that's a, a prediction of, a of yours. That's a prediction. That's yes. a, that was, that he what said, you he said it's a surprise, surprise twist. I would, I could see that being like something that would break it because the fact that right. think about, oh. I think the biggest thing that would bridge that is the fact that Phil already said that he wants to bring a character over to Smash and everyone yeah. wants Banjo Kazooie. So if we see that happen, I can but hold on, hold on, blood, hold on, hold on, blood. Before we do our prediction, let me just get my uh, my take on it, and then we'll do our predictions. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we will lock it in. Let's see who's actually right. So before we like, I'll be after my take. So how I see E3, I, I break it down into. Because this generation is closing. This is the last E3 before the generation closes. So I break it, I break it down to, to what Xbox needed, man. They were lacking in power, right? Power, they're lacking in power. They're lacking in first party, not only games, but first party studios. And they're lacking in third party support, right? So let's talk about third party support first. Third party support, I mean, by just games that are, de, you know, de facto or default exclusives, kind of like the Sega games and Yakuza, the Nier Automatas, things like that. That were just only on Sony stage for a long time. They started. They started trimming that tree down and started getting more of those games over. And Blade Knuckles made a, a great point about that. About how you know Sega and Microsoft had that that that. Um, I guess that I think I think Sega came to actual Redmond and they discussed that and hopefully that makes some sponsorship over there. Um, Phil been over to Japan like three or four times and you guys never talked about it, but Xbox has opened up the Asian division as well. No, I mentioned that. That oh that, you did the okay. Studio that they brought they brought. Yeah. Over built over there to now solidify deals with japanese devs right but it's not just japanese devs it's japanese korea and china because if you notice that all the mmos that so far on xbox have been all korean Korean, mmos you know what i mean like that's crazy like why did they go on xbox first but that's that goes to show you the that the asian division is already working you know what i mean so that right there they already they're already starting to work on right now 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 you see when you see think of japanese you're thinking oh it could be on xbox stage there's no longer if you're a japanese fan thinking oh i have to get a playstation because that's where all the japanese games that's no longer i don't think it will no longer be the case especially this ether with no sony and you start seeing all these japanese games on there they're like damn xbox like okay i see you so that's one thing let's talk about the power they're already saying that they're not going to be behind sony again that killed them because if you guys don't know the og xbox there's no power greater than the x right that was their slogan and to have that taken away from you from from a sony developer and and then them touting that back at them was kind of like a slap in the face for xbox which is if you think about xbox for like those og fans you think about power so they're talking about that's not never going to happen again so i i feel like they're going to show that and then lastly the ips I've, t- I've talked about this in the beginning of the generation a lot of sony fans like kofi would explain uh will complain that all, all Microsoft has is Forza, Gears, and Halo, right? That's the big three three that that constantly repeats itself. But you have to realize Sony, I mean, Microsoft only had four studios. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they they canceled a lot of them, and they, they started the generation with, like, four studios with the Minecraft studio. So, of course, they uh, the only games they could make was Forza, Halo, and, and Gears. Now, like, I've done a whole series on this. They have what? They have a total of 13 or 14 studios? And it's supposed to get three more. They're already they're already knocking that that branch down of this tree. So when next gen it starts, there'll be more of an equal p- playing field with Sony when it comes to IPs or first per, first party studios. So that alone, man. I, so what I expect from the E3, I expect them to have multiple multiple new IPs, uh, new studio acquisitions, and just games, man. This this will be the biggest E3 and every E3 since this, starting with 2017 when Phil took over. You started seeing a growth. It went from the hardware, you know, the power, boom, knocked it out. 2000, 
18. We're talking about getting all these IPs and uh, uh, developers and stuff and Japanese support. Boom, knock that part out. This this E3, the games, my guy, the games. So anyway, let's get to predictions. I, I talked long there. I didn't mean to talk that long, but anyway, hey, let's let's get your predictions, man. Left to right, nubs, man. You, you talked about what you predict. What do you predict to happen for this E3 2019? Um, Xbox wows everybody with their games, or even or even the, the hint of games. You know, like that they they don't have they they they've they've patched the boat, so to speak. At this point, it should be smooth sailing. It, but it is the onus is still on them to knock the shit out the park. It, it is still there. It's basically theirs to fuck up at this point. Right. So prediction. Give me something bold, man. Um, you, already, you already got a bet with Kofi. Okay. What's, what's okay. another prediction? They buy Crytek. Rise 2. Ooh. Okay. That, that, hey, book it in. Buy Crytek. Rise 2. Let's go to Kofi. Yo, like, just, just, just imagine them owning that engine. Like, Oh man, those, those, I, 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 don't wanna, I don't even want to People were were dogging on it. I told them I, I was dogging on it. I don't even want to really get to that. We'll get to that later if it gets rumor right now. <laughs> but anyway, Kofi, what's your take, man? What's your prediction? One bold prediction that I I'm just gonna throw it on. It can be positive or negative. It doesn't matter. Well, can I throw out two things? The first thing that would be huge for me is some new IP from whatever remains of Mistwalker. If the developers Ooh. behind Lost Odyssey Lost do Odyssey. anything, just tell me a game that comes out of Xbox Studio since Infinite Undiscovery in 2006. Just give me a game, please. Okay. I will be ecstatic. Here's another thing I want to throw out, though. So a lot of you guys are they're saying that you'll be really excited when Xbox announces five or six new IPs. To be honest, for me, I look at the next console generation is still at least two E3s away. It's next I, year. But it'll I'm, be I'm, after the next E3. So I oh, predict yeah. I predict that only two new IPs will be shown at this E3 because they're, they're trying to sell you good point. this console right now. Now, here's the, here's the good news, though. I think long-term, with all these studio acquisitions, they're all going to release at least one or two games. It could be a very spicy Xbox 720. To be honest, that's what I would call it. But uh, who knows what they'll do. So this this E3, I don't think you guys should set your expectations too high, man. I think it'll just be two. What? Just two. And then E3 2020? That's when the hey, the console is six months from being out. Now yeah, get excited. And remember this, guys. Historically, Xbox is unbeatable at launch. Their first three years are typically typically very, very yeah. good in terms of diversity, in terms of highly rated games, in terms of their, their studios doing well. It's PlayStation who's good on the back end. So yep. give these studios who just got acquired, who are going to release games that might get 75s, guys. That's okay. Support them. Bring them back so they don't die like freaking um, Sunset Overdrive. Uh, uh, that's, I think that's that's, a, that's next week's topic, man. We'll be okay. discussing IPs. All right, I, okay, my bad. But um, I, I just think that play, uh, Xbox is going to take their time and just two new IPs. You, there may be, and I'm talking first party. There may be, I guess, one more that'll be from third party or you know a Japanese developer. But from their first party, just two. All right, fair enough. That, you, you make a lot of sense. So we're booking it. You're saying two first, uh, two new IPs and a Mistwalker if. You know, I wish that would man, be like dude. a dream. That would be like yeah. me, like, all right, I guess I'm buying an Xbox. Uh, yeah, I have a question for you and Reggie, but after everyone does a prediction, and it's, it's definitely that about that topic. So let's go. To, let's go to Pharaoh. What's your what's your bold predict, prediction for this E3? Um, I think we're gonna see at least 
three new first party IPs and um, one one time exclusive and one third party IP. That's you think they're gonna do time exclusive again? I thought they were gonna stop. You you think Microsoft's gonna go back to old Microsoft or no? I think they're gonna have at least one time exclusive. Okay, um, that's interesting. Just at launch, I think they're gonna have something, or uh, they're either gonna have a time exclusive or they're gonna have you know a game that has it plays best on Xbox and has exclusive download content. One of those. Uh, okay, so they're going back to the OG Xbox ways of doing things. All right, so three new IPs and X, the time exclusive is what you're saying. Yeah, and they're gonna they're 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 definitely gonna talk about the expanded relationship with uh, Nintendo. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if Phil Spencer walks across the Nintendo stage during their press conference or vice versa. Roger uh, that. Or you know, um, that's pretty much my my predictions. Like, listen, yeah. listen. Whoever wins or the closest to predictions gets to pick a versus topic, and then that means I'll have to jump in on that. So that that's that's what that's what's up for grabs for now. Unless I can think of something. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you get to pick your own. If you lose your own topic, oh my days. <laughs> anyway, so uh, all right. So book, you know, lock that in. Let's go, bloody knuckles. What is your E three bold prediction? So, I know that they're going to be showing off some of what they're from what their first party studios. So I'm going to say, Kofi says two. I I believe it's going to be right there, but I think that's going to be more three because they have they have a couple studios that have been working so for something something okay. more. So they've had them going a little bit longer. So I think three new IPs. I think we're going to get to see two second party or third party uh, brand new games announced on their on their studio or on their stage and that they have the marketing rights for. Specifically, I'm looking at the possibility of a Splinter Cell and Dino Crisis. And then I'm also going to to be with with him on the them announcing that they're going to be buying Crytek and getting oh, that, wow. that okay. CryEngine. So those, Three those are, and CryEngine. All right. Yeah. So that's kind of where I see. Anything else other than that? Because I think those are the ones that have some of the most solid foundations. Anything beyond that, especially like bigger, like Japanese support, I would be like just like ecstatic for. All right. All right. Reggie, man, what's your bold prediction for E3 2019? You can, you can mention Nintendo, too. You, you guys forgot about that. But anyway, oh, go yeah, ahead. Nintendo. No, I mean, my, mine is actually part with Nintendo. Uh, I, I think that for, on Xbox side, I really think <clears throat> I'm going to go weird number, but like through. I really want to say about four new IPs with actually only two at best to be like earth shattering. The other two will simply be games that come out. They will be sevens, maybe a six. They'll just be games that come out. Um, okay. where, where two is gonna be hype, hype train games, where this is the game you wanna get Xbox, you need to get this game today. Um, I do think there is some collaboration with Nintendo. I do not think it is as large as I think some people assume it's going to be. My first prediction is that, and the easiest one is that it's just going to be someone in Smash. So we got Banjo, who already has the history there, right? So that's an easily transfer. Um, I the second possibility is that they do what they did with Ubisoft, and they take a character, uh, they take some Nintendo characters and their characters, and kind of mash them together in their own game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as big as Mario Rabbit's Kingdom, so I think I think something a bit more small scale. 
I think that's going to be their level of involvement and say, hey, guys, we're working together. Look what game we put out. Perhaps later on in the year, we might really talk about doing anything. I don't expect any Mario characters to show up on Xbox, and I don't expect any real Xbox characters to show up on Nintendo Switch either. Uh, so just those smaller partnerships. Um, for Nintendo, I you know I expect more. You know what we already discussed. I really do expect. I predict one classic Nintendo game is going to come back. I don't know which one. Uh, and not the ones that in the works like Metroid. I'm talking Kid Icarus. Um, uh, you, you know, throw a dartboard out of the cast, the cast of Smash. Um, okay. and one of those characters who really maybe even a new Donkey Kong because it's been a while since we got Tropical Freeze. Uh, and King Karul, I think, maybe helped a bit more popularity in the Donkey Kong series. Uh, but maybe even a new Donkey Kong as well. All right, fair enough. Any any predictions on the Xbox side? Uh, outside of uh, just their general their their four IP thing, I think we've got four original oh, IP. Oh shit, wow. you're the highest. All right, okay. But I only think two of them. I don't want to say worth something, but two of them are kind of worth something. Whereas two are, for lack of a better term, your Kingdom Hearts and your God of Wars. The other two might be the Order and Days Gone. I see what you're saying. So, like, more okay. All right, it's the top. Yeah. I think those, like, because you know the studios that they've acquired, I do think they've got something in the works. And instead of just shuttering them, it's like, oh yeah, just just toss this out. Let's do this. It's not going to be your big blockbuster, but you already been working on it. There's no need to shut it down. Let's just put it out, and then we can, you know, turn oh, like that out. bleeding edge game by uh, Ninja Theory that's rumored, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then turn around, find for when the next console comes out and then you can drop your heavy hitter. Now, are you right. guys expecting to see any gameplay? Because I'm not expecting to see any gameplay. I'm just interested. Well, they, they said, I think we'll see one or two gameplay trailers, but yes. I, I don't think we're seeing any next-gen gameplay trailer. No, no, so, no, I think, no. Uh, we'll go ahead, two, buddy. Two of them that, that, I'm, that I think we would see are two gameplay trailers for the ones that are the most recent, but anything that came well later in advance i think we'll get to see more of a bidoc from the devs talking about it yeah or maybe get to see like a teaser in game or in game engine as we typically see but we're not going to see anything from them come until next year to kind of really kick off the next gen so yeah. that's exactly why i made my choice i think xbox really wants to show gameplay on quote unquote the world's most powerful console or the next world's most powerful console so they're only going to show what can be played that's where i made yeah, my decision that makes from. sense i i don't i don't think there's gonna be gameplay for new stuff either yeah. yeah all right so I, th I think that's definitely it man we'll see who is right my bold prediction I'm gonna go. Reggie went went went, went acid smoking high at four. Hey, man. Uh, Kobe, went, Kobe went the two. I'm gonna go with two, man. To be on the safe side, man. I never lose anyway. So, <laughs> and that's when you know he always lose. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave it at that, man. Let's get to the last topic, and then we'll try to get into verses. Last topic, diversity in game. I'm going to send this back to Reggie. If you guys don't know, uh, for the Patreons out there, they're, they're, I'm interviewing each panel member, and I'm going to try to get the guests on as well and try to interview them about you know about themselves, and you know behind the mic, as I call it. I'm, I'm good with these name calling, man, name series. But anyway, behind the mic with, with Reggie, uh, really good stuff, and with Nubs as well. And, and Reggie thought, brought up a good topic about diversity in gaming so i'm gonna let it let him talk about it and so reggie what do you expect 
um, for that? You think we're going to have more in the future? Is it even needed or like what's what's your take on this? That is my sort of ultimate dream to go forward. And to be clear, when I say diversity, I'm not I don't mean in the very like check off of boxes. Is, is there a woman who's starring in it? Is there a black person? There's a person of color. Um, you know, I'm not saying get rid of the grizzled white dudes who we've been seeing for the past couple of years, even though we can go without them. I mean, personally, let's take Gears of War, which has like the biggest white dudes of all time. It's all about Coltrane. All about that coal train. Oh no, bro! It's all about that dom, man. That's oh, man. right there. Um, but so what I mean, I mean more more diverse in what they are doing. Um, in 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 the the interview, I touched on God of War, right? So God of War came back strong, excellent game, wonderful. Uh, original God of War focused on the Greek mythology. We all know them. We've seen the movies. We've watched Hercules, the TV show. We get them. Uh, you know, so they pivoted to Norse mythology, which is fine. It's a little different, but like again, Marvel helped popularize most of these characters now. So everybody knows Thor, Odin, Hela, Hemdall. We all know who these people are. So to me, that's not diverse. That's more the same. You're taking the sort of the easy routes of these uh, these figures from history or myths that we choose to use them. But there's an entire panth from let's just take a religious standpoint, a myth standpoint, there's an entire pantheon of things they can use. I don't remember if anybody remembers, I think it was on PS3, I think a game called El Shadi. El Shaddai. Uh, yes. Yeah, Shaddai. Uh yeah. Which is very loosely based around uh religion. Um and so like we don't get to see that anymore. Where are more games like Catherine? Uh, that really delve into kind of unhealthy relationships. We we don't get to see that anymore. Uh, where's and, the- and Catherine was great because that really talked about relationships and, and more mature relationships. Exactly. Not, so in it's a not, very very realistic way. Right. It's not like young anime girls who just like I'm too nervous to talk to this person. It was a very real type of relationship uh, focused game that. Like we don't get to see that anymore. So when yeah. I say verse, it's things like that. We we've done the Greek gods to death, and for this point, we've done Norse gods to death as well. But you know, there are. I mean, there's have anything based around like uh, you know some of like the the Indian pantheons. You know, yep. go yeah. for more of like that. That just Shiva made me think of Ashra's wrath, yo. Yeah, Ashra's wrath. a remake, yo. <laughs> that was just fun. You know what I mean? Like, look, let's look at like. The, the whole of Africa has barely been touched yep. for all of their, like any religion that they've done, it's barely been touched. Really, Africa hasn't been touched at all. You know, we're, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at the Aztec gods, the Incas. Too, the that, like, bro, there's so much, so much material out in the world. That's why I wanted to touch this topic because I feel like it's, it hits home for, I think, a lot of us on the panel for sure. Right. So, and, so, anyway, and I wanted to add on when you mentioned uh, how God of War brought in the, the Norse mythology, you're right, the big characters they were, but I think we're, what helped kind of God of War is while they mentioned those characters, they weren't the focus. You know, we saw more of Thor's sons. We saw more of uh, Balder, you know, gods that aren't as known as the focus. But yes, it's still within that pantheon. Yeah. And and I, so I agree. And uh, if they continue forward, uh, you know, eventually we'll be seeing them. You know, spoilers for anyone who has not finished God of War, Thor is on his way. Um, so, you know, that that's how that works. But if, if we just look at that, that frame of like, 
because diversity equals all, right? So if you do focus on uh, gods from uh, the Aztec religion, by default, you're probably going to have Aztec characters, or at least characters who look like those people. Um, and so they've shown up in various things like Quetzalcoatl's in Final Fantasy VII, so is Shiva, uh, wow. and uh, Roger, Gilgamesh. You know, Escalapoca, Tenochtitlan. Right, like they're they're there. So let's base a world around them. One, uh, uh, you know, currently on stars, there's the show uh, based off, of yeah, made by Neil Gaiman. Um, just imagine a game like that, where if each world is its own specific like godhood, and it's sort of like a quilt, right? Like your next level is not the ice world; it is India. And then whatever next to that is Greece. And then whatever next to that is Africa. And it's, it's it's like a dividing line that changes one thing from the rest. A little bit of what they were doing with God of War currently, right? Like they traveled through the realms and each realm was different. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I, I think what I'd like to see for the future of gaming uh, is one very, very diverse story. Um, I think we're kind of hit a plateau of what we're getting here. Like, we just got two brand new zombie games. What more can we say with this with zombies? Good point. I mean, but we haven't talked much about vampires or werewolves. I mean, or... we got that vampire game, which was very uh, interesting take on the vampire series. Yeah. Hold on. No, yeah, mute, mute your mic, nubs. Crash. <laughs> <laughs> right, go ahead, man. Vampire, the masquerade. Is the best oh yeah, no, no. I'm glad someone brought that up. I'm glad someone brought that up because those who don't know, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Two just got announced about a month ago. Oh, nice. Uh, check it oh, out. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So huh? that's that's a great aspect of bringing back vampires because those who don't know, Vampire the Masquerade does vampires in such an interesting way because of the fact that it talks about them existing in our society now. And having this whole hierarchy, aristocracy, and running things from behind the scenes, and All yet right. there still varies races amongst the vampires. You have the you have the ones who you would see expect to have the money, and then you see what's called the um, the pharaohs that are more like Nosferatu style uh, vampires and all sorts of other things like that. But 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 I, I have to interject, man. You you you're going way sorry. left. I know. I sorry. It happens <laughs> every time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go Reggie. Finish your point, man. And so I, you know, I'll end it. Like, give me something interesting. Sometimes it didn't. It doesn't necessarily have to have a story to tell. I would personally prefer it. Like, re a few years ago, there was an indie game about I think World War One, uh, sort of a side scroller where you went through. Oh, what you talking about? Yeah, uh, you're talking about uh, Valiant Hearts. No, Valiant Hearts. Yes, yeah, Valiant, Valiant Hearts. Hearts. Interesting. Excellent game. I got it for free on the network. Just tried it out. Yeah. Like, I fell in love with it. Uh, because it, it has an interesting story to tell. And again, we all know World War. We know the World Wars. We've seen them. We've done them. You know what I mean? But even within that, it, it had something very unique to tell. Uh, and it's the dog. Like, we're following the path of the dog, watching these people as mm -hmm. they go through the war. All right, man. Like, you make a valid good point, man. Let me let me take this to, to Kofi. Man, what, what's your take on this? Do you think um, diversity in gaming is needed and 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 maybe seeing a story from your viewpoint, and what and what do you have to say about those that um, say from the you know the opposite aisle saying why why does it need to be forced? Like I feel like you know I don't like forced um, you know diversity. So when I think of forced diversity, I do think of 
like building the a very similar world and then just changing one aspect of it, like the main uh, characters. Yep. Uh, specific details right whether it's their gender or their race or how they appear to be but having having more diversity at the level reddy's talking about that's some deep stuff man i, I like that conversation I, like one of the games to me that really shocked me actually me and reggie love this game um is um zero's last reward yes came out on vita came out on switch i think it's on playstation i'm trying to explain like what it is it's it's a it's a game about human experimentation and it it's it's um it's it's a sci-fi game but the way that you play the game it's almost like a visual novel that's also built around puzzles and the puzzles like theorize like with aliens and how like maybe aliens could have affected humans and it, it, it's integrated with the puzzles that you do like for for example um the aliens had created a piece of technology in one particular puzzle and you had to learn at what base number that they counted in and you had to like figure out based on symbols like what ways that they were um kind of trapping you in these rooms and you were finding out out about the people who were stuck there and a bunch of other crazy stuff happens. I don't want to say super spoilery stuff unless we agree to that, but I love that game because it just felt like I was like, it, it's a lot of like text, and but like I was just pulled in by how unique I felt like I felt like I was part of something even bigger. Um, it Virtue's Last Reward is a sequel to a game called, um, was it Nine Doors, Nine Hours, Nine Days? Is that what it is, Reggie? Yeah, 999. Yeah, 999. Yeah, and it also has a sequel, um, which I'm also forgetting the name. But um, experiences like that really um, kind of pull me out of my comfort zone. I, I think it, it pulls me in more to the story. Um, shoot. But I, I, I want to like mull on this topic because I, I think you really touched on some interesting stuff. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I wish I had more time. We might have to revisit this again, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, well, Kofi, I, I think, and uh, Bloody, you probably like appreciate this too, being part of anime. Like, say, let's just look at shonen animes, right? Like, we all know the cast of characters. Before we even watch the show, we know the cast of characters. So just like, just erase them. Just simply erase them. We make a shonen anime, but it's something different. So there isn't a girl with a ridiculous chest size. There isn't a plucky young hero who just has to pull it out at the very end. There isn't a dude who's like is angry for generally no particular reason. Yep. Um, you know, let's wipe all of those characters and just make them something different. Uh, See, that, that's very why people true. Rock with JoJo though, for that for reasons like that, just it's different. Yeah. Is, uh, and then nobody's safe. <laughs> All right, man. Like bloody, what's your take on this, man? Because I, I, I think you're, uh, you're Spanish, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Aztec descent. So, but yeah. Uh, okay. That's, <laughs> that, that's why I was specifically uh, brought up the Aztec. Yeah, I, I, I peeped it, man. I peeped yeah. it. That's what I was like. Okay. What's your take on this, man? Uh, I, I, I agree that there definitely has to be a, a switch up because you know, be like, cool, like you mentioned, like, like, like you brought up, is that we have have had two zombie games zombie games have been in and out of the spotlight and there's only so much we can do with zombies at this point that's unique you know we had we had the 28 days later style with Le with left for dead and we had mm -hmm. the first uh mutant zombies like that now we have freakers or whatever they are and uh days gone trying to be kind of world war z with the infected and stuff like that, but not always at the same time. And then, of course, now we got World War Z. Then you also have things like State of Decay. 
You had things like Resident Evil with them being all genetic uh, modified uh, experiments. And yeah, Last of Us uh, with that one was unique because in fact, I was talking about what would happen based on a plant that exists now that mutated and is able to affect people. Because if you played that, it's talking about the cordyceps mushroom, which is a parasite that takes over small animals' minds by infecting them with parasites. It's it literally says, hey, what if they mutated and could affect humans? That's unique. You know what they what they had going with with um, with uh, with Left 4 Dead was was something at that time as well. And then, of course, you look at Resident Evil. They were talking about what happens if we are using pharmaceutical uh, gene altering yeah, medicine to create we're, we're talking just, about zombies but what, yeah. what, what do you think about diversity it, it like, what do you want to see the diversity we there's so many games that hit so many different genres it can only we can only stretch out so far but it's like what you do within those genres can can change you know we do need to expand more and try to experiment with different things. But at the same time, when we look at diversity and we look at trying to do different games or do, do something that's known, but switch it up on its head, that goes into a very risk aspect is like, will it have uh, enough right. of a draw? Will it have enough of attention? Will it be unique enough for people to say, Oh, well, this is a massive step away from what we know. You know, is it going to be successful? Should we try it? Or do people go with the safe, tried and true? You know, what works, works, don't change it, don't do anything like that. Diversity is one of, and gaming is one of those things where it's so complicated and, and so hard to hit because of the fact that you have to tell stories that are already known in such different ways that people get invested in. Like when you brought up Valiant Hearts, everyone knows the history of World War One. It told in a different way, kind of like what we saw with the film uh, War Horse. You know, it was all about people being affected by one horse across, yeah. you know, across the country and across everything that was going on in World War One. That was a unique story and way to tell the story of World War One. You have to really step away and break out in how you're going to approach these stories or these these tellings of, of things. But at the same time, there always is that risk when you do that. Will they have enough of a draw? Look at like we mentioned vampire. You know, some of us hate it. Some of us like it. It is what it is. But you're telling a story of vampires set and during the rise of like the Black Plague in London back in the early, mm -hmm. you know, 16th century. It's that, a good twist on it. Yeah, it's a good twist on why vampires existed and what was going on with the Black Plague and everything like that. Some people really liked it. Some people really didn't. And it kind of left them up in in the middle of everything. It Diversity... It's so hard to talk about because of the fact that there's so many little factors that all attribute it to diversity. And with genres consistently expanding and new subgenres always, you know, coming out of everything, look at what happened with what we look at traditional RPGs and action RPGs. And then what we ended up getting from from software with Demon Souls and then Dark Souls. And Ooh. now with Sekiro, it created Huge. a whole news a whole yeah. new subgenre with the with this with the Soulsborne style. But what it takes gameplay. is the, the the balls just to do it. Yeah, you know it I mean? takes it takes the risk. But what would happen if those games never succeeded? They they Good would point. have completely stepped away Good from a, a, the aspects of what makes an RPG an RPG. And people would not have liked it. Look at what Hideo Kojima did with with Metal Gear way back on the PSX and the 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 Super Nintendo back in the day. When but he, he created Metal Gear genre. One. Yeah. He created a genre. But if that game didn't work, 
then we wouldn't have these stealth series. Uh, Bloody the whole point. Games. The whole point about making games like you got to take risks to advance. You know yeah. what I mean? Like otherwise, you, you we'll be stuck that. in the and, same boring ass games. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying is that when it comes to diversity, it's it's a catch twenty two. You do you stick with what's tried and true and just try to do a little bit different, or do you try to go so far out of your way to make something completely new? But when you do something completely new, will it succeed or will it not? That's where diversity gotcha. is needed, but it can also hinder because if you're a new company trying to break out and do something so far out of out there that no one's ever done and yep. it doesn't work, your studio is completely lost. All right, it, yeah, can, me... it can threaten everything. All right, you made a lot of good points. You get you gave the pros and the cons of it, and it makes sense. And the one person in the chat, Christopher Hart, said, uh, "I think let me read what he said." about why okay the games industry just want the largest audience to be able to relate to their games so white male protagonists have seemingly been the way to do it i guess very good point but there's other games like you mentioned again in your next post christopher hart said then again look at horizon zero dawn female protagonists man like things like that like tomb raider Raider, exactly and then other games like let me let me let me get the other two people's topic here uh nubs and and feral let me go nubs What's what's your take on this man do you agree or disagree what would you like to see I absolutely agree that there needs to be more diversity as far as um, just gaming in general. Like, I mean, you get tired of playing the same types and tropes of protagonists. So it's pretty much everybody's touched on just because it, it's it's old hat at this point, you know. Um, then you have games like you know Hellblade, where you, who was really expecting you know a, a game about mental health playing right. as. You know, Right. <laughs> and wasn't the theme of that? It wasn't it schizophrenia? Um, schizophrenia. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it was her suffering from some very debilitating mental illness. Um, like like I appreciate things like that. It's, just, that it's, it's literally you taking a risk that it could pay off, it could not, and obviously it did. It sold pretty damn well for you mm-hmm. know a game that was made by thirteen people. Yeah. So seriously, shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to Ninja Theory, man. Right. So I mean, you have things like that. Like there, there's examples of it, and then you you have. I don't I don't want to say Assassin's Creed just because it's it's still pretty much the same game, and they're getting more into RPG territory. But they are they do do a very good job of kind of putting you into whatever time period that they're yeah, talking into history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're very they, they, there's inaccuracies, obviously, but baseline is this is a kind of you know realistic ish depiction of said thing with whatever you know things they throw into it all right man yeah very 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 valid points man uh pharaoh what's your take on this man do you agree with reggie in the the cast or do you think or or actually what what do you you expect man do you you want diversity and if so what 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 would you want i want and i expect diversity in gaming i mean whether it's diversity in characters diversity in environments i mean just New experiences is is what draws us to gaming, you know, taking us away from from things that we're used to. Um, and there's so many untapped areas that we haven't touched. You know, like if you did a, a something in South America or Africa, mm-hmm. if you're if you're doing a real life um, type game, I mean, I think that's what drew people to a game like Uncharted was the different environments. It wasn't environments that we're necessarily used to. Games like Tomb Raider, not environments that we're used to. So I think um, I think diversity in characters, stories, environments, I think it just adds 
it just makes something rich that we can all enjoy. Like we don't have to see, you know, the same thing over and over again. I, I think it's tried and proven that that different games done right sell very well. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the biggest hype behind Final Fantasy VII: the diversity of characters, um, and just how abstract the game was. It, it, so. All right, man. That's that's a solid point, man. I'll, I'll take my. I guess I'll get my two cents on this before we get to verses. Um, so two two parts. I, if you guys have, have you guys ever played the the MMO game or not the MMO game, the mobile game called uh, Smite? Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah, all those different guys and all those different stories. You can literally make a game out of all of them. You know what I mean? Like the the Chinese guys, the Egyptian guys, the the Hindu Indian gods, the the Aztec gods. Like all those are different stories. Like I would have not known of those different pathways had I not played that game. And then just reading into the lore of it. Like that 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 in itself is cool. Like I understand the risks. And I think the risks also applies to who the developers are. Unfortunately, at the moment, like the, the video game industry is dominated by, you know, white people, to be fair. We need more people of color in the genre to make games for their story. Like, you know what I mean? Agree. Like if you're from North America or UK, you're gonna tend to do stories based out of where you're from, like just by default. Unless you're one of those creative people like Ninja Theory or things like that, where you kind of think out the box. Hideo Hajima, same thing. Like you tend to do stories that you know. So for for us, you know, other people, it doesn't even have to be you know people of color, but just in general, we, we need more diversity, not in just gaming, but in the industry. So and then with more diversity, you'll get more. Diverse games, in my opinion. Yeah, yep. and you know, I was, you know, it, it's not to eliminate white people from gaming, right? And we're not saying that at all. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying there's, difference. there's a lot of stories to be told, man, in, in each part of the content. There's stories everywhere that that you would not have known had you not, you know, know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't know until you know. And you can still keep the regular what we see. Like, look at Braid, right? Braid, very basic, you know, white dude looking character for what you think is basically a Mario game. And then it's slowly but surely you start to realize like something isn't right here. And this feels a little off. And you get to the end and realize like, I've been the bad guy the whole time. Like I've, I've been the person who Mario is trying to protect the princess from. Like no one expected that from what Braid was doing back then. Like that, that like that's the type of thing that's unique, right? Like we, we were so conditioned to the hero uh mentality yeah you know what i'm saying like i mean that's how game of thrones got famous right like they oh, killed yeah. who you don't know who yeah. you don't know season one. <laughs> oh man you don't know who's the good guy who's the bad guy you know what i mean like it's great yeah right i mean I, i'm also finding it really hard to find like like a, a black protagonist that's like you know like you know, a face of like a, a game, like like for real, for real, like or or even of a franchise. I don't think I don't think that exists. Like like from the beginning, you mean like not a sequel? Yeah, exactly. That that's what I mean. Like like I I don't Ugh. I don't I don't I don't see a um, strong I don't see a strong black lead like with you know a franchise behind him or Assassin's Creed Origins. I mean, they did a damn good job. I this might sound a little niche. I did like Starhawks, but it, Starhawk is technically a sequel to Warhawks. I don't know if that counts. Yeah. I actually don't know any. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah like that that, that that lived, just thinking about that just kind of fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo. 
And that's the whole point, right? <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, man, I think we could definitely touch more on this topic because it's it's so good. But if you think about it, there's so much things you could go about it and how to implement more diverse diversity in the game. Because I want I want different stories, man. Like like if you like just for instance, if you read a book, there's a whole bunch of stories there. You know what I mean? Like if you have if you can't think of one or create one, just go, do what the movies do. Look at some good books. Let's make video games based off books, like, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm just rambling. Look at The Witcher. Yeah, a, a perfect Back. fucking example. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> based off a damn book. I mean, if you technically think about it, most of the Tom Clancy games that exist were all based off the Tom Clancy books, True. especially Ghost yeah. Recon. Ghost Recon, yeah. Ghost Recon, God bless that series. Rainbow Six, some of all fears. Yeah. Uh, shut yeah, exactly. your, you know <laughs> I don't, don't even get me started, Reggie. Don't even get me started, motherfucker. No, I mean, there definitely are series that do that. It's just the fact of most people got to find the right, uh, right inspiration. Like here, speaking of books, like there was a series that I would really wish that was made because there was a game that was coming out. Um, it was based on a on a book series where everyone had abilities based on the type of metals that they can use with their body. So there was there was some who can actually push objects if they burn things like nickel, or there's others who could pull things to them if they burned or ingested things like uh, aluminum or silver, and then all different types of things. And there was uh, it was called Mistborn, and there were there was very few people who can burn or use more than one type of metal. And knowing that book series, that would have been a very interesting concept for a game. And there was a company who was supposed to do that, like six seven years ago but last i remember the the project got canceled and that's disappointing because i feel like that would have been a very interesting game if they had the right people behind it with the right engine because think about all the abilities those exist nowadays and especially look at games like uh star wars where those are basic things but when you add the concept of that you have to burn metal and you have to kind of collect that throughout the world that becomes much more interesting on how it all works yeah it is it doesn't even have to be race or anything like that just different stories like that steampunk and and, and things that are like cyberpunk i cannot wait for that game like people just cyberpunk. doing something different yeah. stay away from yeah. the norm i mean I, I would love a game based off of the, the wheel of time series like there's so much I, there's so much yeah. shit to do uh, <laughs> like, what about what about the dark tower series you know the guns yeah right. they can't right. seem to get the movies right but yeah game oh fire <laughs> <laughs> all right man it's like again it's a great topic um again like this is vitamin g gaming podcast man we do things different here so anyway let's get to verses man because we have the special guest mr king anime himself this versus topic if you don't know bloody you pick a topic uh or pick a uh the topic that i choose and you either explain your point, pick pick it. If you lose, you got a chance to counteract. Then we'll pick who the winner or loser is. Last month's winner is Kofi. So shout out to him. Uh, Reggie lost on his own Pokemon topic, so boo him. Anyway, first <laughs> topic this, you know, to start off this month will be about which, because you know anime games and, and things in general, you tend to suck ass, right? Yes, yes, I do. So we, it was hard for me to pick any good ones because they're all trash. So this one. Well, I there's a couple. I mean, I mean, talking about for the general public. So this versus topic would be which video game based out of anime is better? Mm -hmm. The Dragon Ball series or the Naruto series? And I'm going to send this right straight to Kofi because you won last week. Let's see who you pick. Go. Versus, I man. 
I'm going to make an argument for both sides before I make my decision. One thing I really strongly appreciate from the Naruto series is, oh, what is the name of the developer? Cyber Connect 2, something like that? They, yep. were, one of, they were one of the first developers I thought captured how an anime felt during their super attacks. And, and they've consistently like shown like, I don't know, like Sasuke using, uh, you know, Chidori and, and just... I, like I, I'm sure people have already seen it. I guess I don't need to describe yes. it, but I feel the emotion of those characters when I see those animations. The reason why I am going with Dragon Ball Z <laughs> is the Naruto games are not technically very difficult to play. I think that Dragon Ball Z, now that we've seen Dragon Ball Z Fighters, which was um, by the Guilty Gear devs, um, what is it? Red Team Arc Red. System. Arc no, System Arc works. System. Thank you. Um, I think they have captured basically the same level of animation that cd uh cyber connect 2 has but their the technicality in how you play and how you can get good is deeper so i think over time we've just seen better a better balance of both from the dragon ball z series so you're saying dragon ball over naruto yes okay bloody knuckles what do you take what, what say you sir uh no wrong i'm i'm gonna have to go with the opposite i'm gonna this one, I'm glad you that you made a good point bringing up that both definitely had their had their shining moments, but Dragon Ball did not have many shining examples of good games throughout its entire history. Uh oh, and here's the reason why: where you want to know what made Naruto so good and what really set it out before it became where it is now, is that it was one of the first games that one did an original story in its own universe and was also one of the first anime games that captured the essence of the world and the story that it was telling by opening one of the first true open world games set in its universe back on the ps3 and 360 era with uh having rise of the ninja and broken bond dragon ball has never encapsulated or really uh, were able to capture the essence of Dragon Ball. Yes, they they had the big showy fights. They always have been very solid fighters, but most of them were lackluster. You know, can you tell me which is the best fighting game outside of fighters? Which was the best fighting game? Budokai three. Wrong. Budokai Tenkaichi three. Because that, the no, fact that no, 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 no because no. it had to take what was good in Budokai and what was good in Tenkaichi to put them together to make a solid, well built game coming off both of them budokai always had better fighting mechanics but tenkaichi always had better gameplay it they tenkaichi was always more solid whereas budokai was trying to be more experimental when they put it together in budokai tenkaichi 3 that's when it was really the best but that took two separate fighting series to get good whereas what made naruto is that they had the uzumaki chronicle series and they had the rise of ninja and broken bond yes they transitioned over to fighting games later so like, bloody. So what, you, what, so what you're saying? Which one you picking, man? I'm no. I'm I'm going for for Naruto on this one. Okay, man. You make very good points. Let's see what everyone else has to say. We ain't got much too much time left. Brandon, you seem to disagree highly, man. What you take, man? I Who do you think is a better game? So out of the animes, I've played every single Naruto game that's come out, and I've also noticed they've actually dumbed down. Oh, you're a bit biased. I am a bit biased. Um, <laughs> I've also noticed. They've they've dumbed down the super the, the the super moves. Like if you look at Storm One versus every other storm in the series there, the move the moves aren't as grand wall, I guess. 
you could say. Like I, I, I miss, I missed the the jutsu clashes, like the the button presses to try to like. Now it's like okay, you can either block it or dodge it or whatever. But before, like okay, if you fucked up in the jutsu clash, that thing kept going. You were getting fucked up, and it looked really good. And they they decided, hey, we don't we don't want super animations to 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 do that anymore. And I, I felt like that was a detriment as far as you know as a fighting game. And then and then as far as fighting mechanics in those games, they're terrible. Like literally, I can spam square with Datara in fucking Storm Two, and was I, I was getting dubs online like nobody's business, just fucking throwing the little explosive clay shits. Like that, that's not okay. <laughs> like in every game, like that has a character like that that's just so completely unbalanced. Like it's garbage. No, there's no, there's no OP character in DBZ. Not, not really. <laughs> not, not really. Like even in fighters, like yeah, there's OP teams, but again. Any team is viable if you know what the hell you're doing. Not so in in um in in Storm. Like you, there, there's like a certain set of characters that like no matter what you do, you're probably gonna hold the L unless it's a mirror match, and in which cases, who's gonna make the mistake first? Which a isn't very fun, and and b just it 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 just it just kills all the buzzer. Yes, they had Uzumaki Chronicles. Yes, they had Path of Ninja, but when you look at those games, those games are fucking boring. There's there there's Dang. So much walking oh, and, well, and garbage. <laughs> the fights in that one were more organic compared to what was going on in the Dragon Ball games. <laughs> Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball is not about running through the fucking forest. It's about the fights. They focused on that. They they did that right. However, when you play like Uzumaki Chronicles or you know in any of their open world games, there them worlds are empty. And you're still doing the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. No, it's the, it's the total package. Man. The total package. Naruto has a better story when it comes I mean, in for the games. You don't think yeah. so? I mean, I mean it, Naruto tells a better yarn. Yeah, their story mode is tops. But as far as gameplay, no, it's it's not comparable. And Fighters 100% prove that. And it has a very decent story mode in it. But Fighters is the first one in almost a decade worth of games that actually was a real true solid fighter because he had a team that was built that made themselves building fighters and was actually able right. to tell a solid story. But here's the question. Why is, do we have to have every game in that franchise be nothing but fighting games and tell the same goddamn story That's over true. and over and over it's again? A fucking, it's a okay. fucking repeat. It, it, right, but then you have Xenoverse that kind of Xenoverse is, is garbage and ass, and you know it. <laughs> it is, but I feel that this is why we have The gameplay mechanics of Xenoverse is what is how fucking Tenkaichi works. That's why I say it's garbage because it is like you can't Ooh. praise Budokai Tenkaichi three when you're getting the fucking same game as Xenoverse. And, and, and Budokai Tenkaichi three, they didn't try to overdo it. They had it well balanced. The the lock-on system, garbage. That fucking behind the behind the character look, garbage. Everything stance, about that, that, that whole garbage. fucking fighting mechanic is garbage. That right, every yeah. but that's every Dragon Ball game. It's hold always on, hold on, hold on. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I can't have you guys just only going. That's a segment. That's a separate segment. He lasts, whack uh, the punches, <laughs> whack the fight around, whack. Your stance, yeah, exactly. whack. All, all of it, all of it is terrible. As far listen, as listen. Right, fighting, hey, 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 hold on. Y'all go nerd fighting. rage right now. Nerd rage. Hold no, on. No, no, no. As, as far as people. actual fighting, we got other people. Don't don't make me mute y'all, man. We <laughs> just have on y'all. Fighting. It's, it's, it's Dragon Ball, bro. It, it's it's the better series. Period. I, no, no, we got you. You, you pick Dragon Ball, you fucking fraud. Anyway, <laughs> Reggie, go on, man. What do you think is the better, man? We have we have two for uh two for deep uh Dragon Ball and one for uh Naruto. 
The Bad. chat completely disagrees with you, Bloody, by the way. Anyway, I, go ahead. I Brandy. know, because everyone is on that Dragon Ball hide. They don't have to <laughs> yeah, look at fucking frogs. They like to play the same boring-ass game with the same boring-ass story. Anyway, Reggie, go ahead. I got to stand with Bloody on this one, man. Woo! There was like, and actually, he convinced me, like, just while listening to him, because I was definitely that's a first. That's a first, by the way. Nobody fucking <laughs> ever changed their fucking opinions. <laughs> Kofi, I was on like it's just Dragon Ball, man. Like Xenoverse and Dragon Ball Fighters, and like Dragon Ball Fighters is a tough bar to cl- to clear. But the problem is, Dragon Ball has had decades of garbage. Like exactly decades. Okay. I'm talking about. We had terrible card based games. We had terrible, what is it, uh, The Legend of Goku, which was garbage, even though Legend of Goku 2 was kind of good. Yeah, Goku's Legacy on the on the Game Boy uh, Advance was dope. But. Yeah, but, like, just garbage. Like, again, it took, it, of their, like, premier fighting series, it took, like, five games for us to really get it right and really, like, okay, this is Dragon Ball. And even then, none of them felt like Dragon Ball until Fighters came out. Yep. Fighters made me feel like I was playing with Goku. Only saving grace, that one fucking game. Yes, or that I was playing with Broly. So when I like play as Broly and it's like, I feel like I'm using him. The Naruto games made you capture the feeling of Naruto. And even to Nubs' point, Naruto characters are kind of broken. That's just, that's their bread and butter. Like people like Datara, his whole MO was like, I don't do anything but throw things and blow up. No, this is tough break, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want to do. Or somebody like Shino. Like, he can sometimes come at you with the hands, but for what? I throw bugs. This is what I do. <laughs> like, I'm, not gonna go, yep. I'm not gonna go any further or any more than that. So then we have the open world aspect, which puts you in Konoha. Like you never get to explore the world of Dragon Ball. And to be fair, Dragon Ball isn't much of a world. Yeah. The fault, yeah. you're the medium, uh, you know, so that, it, it, but unfortunately that's just the case. Like, I'm not interested in Capsule Corp. I don't even know its location to where Kame House is or to where Goku's house is. Don't, don't we only know oh, three main no. locations? No, no. Do we only not <laughs> only know three main locations in all the DBZ world is Planet Namek, we have the lookout, and then the only city we ever see is City East. Where's the rest of the planet? Where's the rest of the planet? It's that's West all City. that matters in the planet. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you? How dare you go against Goku Son? <laughs> I don't care. So like that. So uh, like, go ahead, like DBZ also never captured some of those moments that like actually kind of made DBZ stand out. Like Frieza is never intimidating in the games, as compared to like at least when Naruto, you get a sense of the story again, and partially it's because Naruto is infinitely more likable than Goku. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, oh, it's, not, a good topic. It's, Fuck. it's 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 not Naruto, man. Like they that is a good topic. Capture yeah. what an anime game. I'll save that one. Whereas Dragon Ball, they just made games until they finally got a game to be like them. They did the exact same thing that South Park did, right? We got tons of South Park games, but once the uh, the Stick of Truth came out, it was like, oh, this is what they should have been doing the whole time. All right, fair enough, man. So you you're picking, you're picking. It's two two v two, man. Looks right. like Pharaoh got the tiebreaker. Who are you picking, bro? DBZ or Naruto? Or oh, sorry, Dragon Ball or Naruto. Sorry. Yeah, Dragon Ball Naruto. This is uh this is tough for me because I never actually played any of Naruto games, but I have played a good amount of the Dragon Ball Z games. And I will say that there's a lack of creativity when it comes to Dragon Ball Z games. They just make the same fighting game over and over again um 
but I am looking forward to uh, Project Z, which is the first Dragon Ball RPG to like that's ever really. Well, why did it take thirty years to get that? That should have been the first game that they well, did. I mean, it's a Naruto MMO. Naruto, it's yeah. The first one, actually, it's not the first one. The first one was the uh, the one on Game Boy. They had our Legacy yeah. of Goku. Yeah, yeah Legacy like of Goku. But that was on a small handheld device. You, every time that they we, we had Broken Bond, we had Uzumaki Chronicles on PS2. Then we had Broken Bond and Rise of Ninja on the PS3 and 360. Why didn't they have someone do that with their massive money making anime, which was Dragon Ball at that time? That was at the height of Dragon Ball Z. Why did it take two decades to get that game? Hey, hey, well, why, why, I, I, I've been saying the same thing about Pokemon, like making an RPG on its flagship console. I've been oh, saying that'd be so dope. Yes. So, so, it solid to begin with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So hold on. We we got ain't got much time. We got like five minutes left. So Farrell, so what are you picking, man? So I haven't played Naruto games, but I'm gonna choose Naruto based on that. <laughs> <laughs> just gave your boy Kofi an L and Nubs an L. <laughs> How does it feel getting backstabbed, Kofi? <laughs> just because of the lack of diversity. If there was more diversity throughout the franchise instead of just sticking just to fighter games, especially when you have such a, 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 a breadth of story to go with. I mean, there's so many alternate things you could have done with the Dragon Ball franchise. You could have made a, a Planet Vegeta video game. Like, there's so yeah. many you could have done. That'd, right. that'd have been cool. Like a Princess, Prince of All Spartans, that would have been dope. Yeah, All right, so, so real quick, man. So so for the losing people who are losing right now, you got one chance to convert any of the guys that uh that pick Naruto. So go ahead, Nubs. You go first. Make it short, man. We ain't got all day. Oh, of course. So you you touch on the lack of diversity in Dragon Ball. You're fucking playing the fucking show in Naruto. There's nothing new. They haven't spiced that fucking formula up. There's not no special, oh yeah, this this didn't happen in the show. Everything you fucking do is already. I like me starting from the beginning, man. Let me start back at least fill it at them. <laughs> at least, at least a fighting game and no, a just because you add quick time fucking events to it does not fucking make it special. I've already seen it. I don't need to fucking I, I, I hate that about Dragon Ball too. I'm tired of fucking playing through Frieza Cell and fucking Boo. Absolutely. I I, I absolutely am. I understand that. Naruto is literally you're just fucking playing the show with quick time events. That's that's it. That's 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 literally it. <laughs> I, I I understand that, Brandon, but at the same time, I am so excited for uh Project Z, even though it's just me playing Dragon Ball Z all over again. Like oh, good point. Good give, point. Give I, all right, no, I don't think I don't think your 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 argument is uh, oh, working, I, I, man. I, I don't I don't I don't care if I win because <laughs> at, at this point no, the, all them open world games are trash. Look at their fucking scores, they're garbage. They're are, you, are you pulling Reggie? <laughs> no, no, no more uh, Dragon Ball for them. You better not watch the new the new Dragon Ball series. You bet not. You can't even <laughs> buy that game, yo. I don't want to fucking log on to live hey, and hey, see what? that you no play worry, in this no damn game. buy it for you. Then he gonna have uh, no excuse. Damn, bro, Kobe. Real quick, man. You're like you're the last one, man. How you how you gonna start your reign with an L, man? You, you got to convince your boy Pharaoh. That's your, probably your best chance. Or Reggie, because he a flip flopper. Anyway, go ahead. both of you guys listen to me. <laughs> Picking up a game that is really gorgeous but has bad buttons, as in you just press the same attack button over and over again, is bad design. You need to respect that Arc System Works painfully went through as much balancing as possible. And we all know that badly balanced games 
are pretty easy and pretty common. But Arc System Works, they have done a great job this gen. You love them from Guilty Gear. You love them from Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue, whatever. Blaze Respect Blue. the difficulty that it takes to balance a fighting game and the time and focus on that and not a scripted cutscene of an explosion that's Ooh. mimicked from an anime that was already made. Dang, that, man, he went straight to the point. No, you can't count. You, you guys are winning. How, why would you counter? So real quick, left to right, bloody, have you changed your mind? No, because I'm going to go for a game that uses seven versions of the same character and no diversity, bro. Oh, damn. Why do I the need diversity seven Diversity in gaming, guys. Remember, Ten diversity in gaming. roster. You're using right, fucking right. transformations as characters? Come on, right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Reggie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys, guys. We got, we got to figure out who the winner. We, we ain't got all day. I got, I got to get out of here soon. Reggie, who did you change your mind, flip flopper? Absolutely not. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> my man Kofi gave a perfect example. At the end of the day, these are fighting games, and you'd rather push the cin cinematics of just pressing two buttons. That's, I mean, that, that does it for you. I, I mean, it was great that they finally got a good fighting game just took a little too long right fair enough, <laughs> like, fair enough, fair enough. all right so okay so Farrell, this is your boy man it's your boy kofi man you want and no you're gonna let him hold that l um, what say you I, I don't remember uh kofi or uh reggie taking my side these past couple weeks so <laughs> <laughs> there you go man first first versus the month man and kofi and nubs hold that l proudly Bloody Knuckles, first time guess one. The first versus actually. Every guess is lost for the first hey. time. Oh, and Jackal, right. Jackal too. Hey, hey, I'll, I'll say this though. While I'm proud to take that win, I was like, if I lost, I was like, Kofi knows his stuff. So I was like, I wouldn't have been mad either way because they both brought good points. Both of the games do have do have their issues, right? But the thing is, both one had more diversity. And don't I'm not gonna da dog Dragon Ball Z because Fighters is amazing. It yeah, captures. Game. It captures the aspect of an anime and the manga because of the way that the art style is, the way that it's built, and that's because Arc Sis did such a great job. But there, but fundamentally, the entire series just has not yeah. had the diversity. Yeah, right. unfortunately, you, you can have all not, that diversity, no. but if the games are <laughs> mediocre, if they're mediocre, no, it no, but it's still it's still diverse. It doesn't matter if they're mediocre; they're still nerd rage. This is what happens when you put anime kids in the same group in the yeah, same room. Yeah, listen, listen, this is not about. Ultimate Fighters, whatever the fuck it is, versus the last Naruto game. This is about the whole series. Anyway, we're going to close the show out, man. Left to right. Uh, Nubs, man, do your outro, my guy, because you, you need a timeout. Naruto ain't got no good open world games. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my outro. <laughs> Find me on Instagram at Jubei underscore Sensei. All my links are there, yo. And of course, it's Lord Butternubs on Xbox. Show me a Metacritic 85 in the open oh. world genre for Naruto, and I will eat my fucking hat. <laughs> uh, Bloody Knuckles, man, special guest, man. I appreciate you coming through, man. It was fucking, it was a, it was a great show. Um, anyway, man, I hope you enjoyed it. Definitely have to come, have you come back, man. But do your outro. Make it short, motherfucker. Uh, I, I will keep it short. All right, I did my long intro. I don't need an outro. All right, guys, you know who it is. Bloody Knuckles, aka the Gothic Gamer, and your resident anime king. I gotta say, thank you, FC, for inviting me out here. You were not joking when you said that you had some great anime dudes out here, so it was good, fun to, to get out here and chat. But they can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, YouTube, all at Bloody Knuckles, the O's is zero, the E's at three, and of course, it ends in a Z. They follow me on Twitter, they'll find a link to all my information there, and it's Bloody Knuckles on Xbox as well. Roger that, man. Reggie, man, what's good, man? Back on the winning side, I see. Do your outro. Uh, you know, Nintendo always rises. 
But as, as always, man, pleasure to be here. Had a blast. Uh, find me 0x386. I'm out here playing a division. If you want to help me farm this Merciless, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's on the uh, PlayStation, little fry. I need, anyway, I need, to, I need to be playing that game. I need to Fair play. enough. Hey, Pharaoh, man, do your outro, man. Where people can find you? Uh, let's see. You can find me on Twitter at Pharaoh Bazaar. Um, you can find me on Xbox and PlayStation Network, Bazaar 5000. All right, friend. And then Kofi, man, the reigning king to the reigning L holder. Where people can find you? Find me at creative underscore Kofi on Twitter, y'all. PlayStation Network is Maxwell 3000. I'm always pushing an agenda to learn Japanese for anybody who's interested. So, you know, first I'm doing translations, but second of all, I'm always going to give advice to people who may want to get started or the intermediate level, wherever you're at. Just hit me up, hit me up with a question. I love answering questions. And all right, before I do my outro, first of all, shout out to the chat, man. You guys are fucking amazing. You guys have been at it all night. You know what I mean? Out there, the Indie Gamer, D Almighty Spider Guys, Sisney Elite, and uh, Patreon members, man. Salty came through. Night Music was here. Uh, Yobi One Kenobi, MM2K. All those guys, if I missed you, man, I apologize. And I'm going to do my outro. You can find me, FC Space Violent, uh, on Twitter. Definitely uh, send me a follow. And check out my latest video. I just did one on uh, the initiative. The initiative devs actually liked it and watched it, man. You should watch it too. Yeah, that was crazy. Dope, dope video. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and the game devs, man. I don't know, man. I, I think they I think they like what I'm doing, so I'm gonna keep doing it. Anyway, guys, I'll catch y'all later. And I did put the link of the Patreon in the in the uh chat. If you guys are interested, we dropped the uh last Patreon show, Sunday Fade, al- along with a couple interviews and Kofi's uh latest translation. So anyway, if you guys enjoyed that, definitely uh check it out, patreon.com. Oh, Vitamin G Gaming Podcast, thing? FGP Podcast. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Co- Bloody, and we have to get out of here. All right, tell all the guys who are watching right now if they don't know. I was like, I'm going to be streaming later near Automata, drunk on hard mode. So if you want to watch me make an ass of myself and probably one of the hmm. best JRPGs in a while, come check me out on Mixer.com at Bloody Knuckles. Roger that, man. You already know, man. No matter what it is, no matter if it's uh, Brandon Nubs and his hate for Naruto and whatever. No matter what it is, man, it's keep it gaming. As always, keep it gaming. Well, peace.